This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We're Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. It may be 25 degrees outside here on Long Island, but we're keeping it nice and hot and spicy for you with another episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, or we can call this hashtag Marking Out 103. You can listen to this and all past episodes on MarkingOut.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. While you are at iTunes, uh, make sure you comment, leave five stars so you can get the uh, algorithm of this podcast up and get us uh, up there with the Joe Rogan experience and, uh, you know, the, the Art of Wrestling podcast. And Yeah, seriously, who's Joe Rogan? Come on out. Yeah, Christ. Uh, while you're at markingout.com, if you're listening to it there, make sure you buy a t-shirt. Um, there's other ways of social media that you can contact us on facebook.com slash marketout. We post a lot of videos there. You know, if you are unable to see NXT, we post it there. Uh, we also post matches of the week. We also post the previews to every single PWG DVD that comes out because they're all fucking awesome. You can go to uh, twitter.com slash out. Follow us there because we live tweet during Raw, sometimes during Impact, Smackdowns, live events. You name it, we'll tweet it out for you. Uh, any emails if you want to submit a musical interlude or you want to sponsor us our sh- awesome show that we have here you can email us at markingout1 at gmail.com my name is Chris you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. we're sitting here also with hashtag no Twitter Dave Dave good morning to you what up motherfucker excellent I'm glad that you are chipper this morning drinking your three week old coffee that you have there Hells yeah, that's how I roll. That's how Dave rolls here. And we're also sitting here with Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome as always. Excellent, excellent. we got an awesome show for you lined up. Ken Tuccio of Barbershop Window. That's right. You're probably wearing one of their shirts right now. If you are a wrestling fan, sat down with me earlier this week and we conducted a nice awesome interview talking about Ken's love of professional wrestling and barbershop window and him putting us over a little bit but before we get to that we're going to talk about some professional wrestling because this week Brand Brandon yeah I was about to say I don't know were you going to say Brand Maddox no I don't know what I was going to say I don't know what I was going to say I was going to say Brand I call you the Brand I don't know Brand brand new yeah no they're they're pretty good I'm not going to lie you can request my drinks at bars now by the way what drinks the BTTG161. What's in it's, that? Uh, it's pineapple juice, iced tea, and cherries. Straight up on the rocks. Straight well, up. Sounds pretty uh, Straight plain. up on the rocks. <laughs> Why? Because there's no alcohol in it? Screw you. You got to put yeah. some in. I'd say put a little vodka in there. I don't drink though, bro. Or some wild tea, that absolute wild tea vodka. That'll probably hit the spot. It's like Caribbean tea or some shit. I think I'm... That's t- not Caribbean. Like Caribbean. Southern. Southern. My bad. Southern. Southern. Some sweet tea. Caribbean just minus, just, there. I meant southern, just minus the lemon and orange and lime. At the uh, old restaurant that I used to work at, I used to have all these, like, I guess, construction workers. They would come in, like, once in a while. Every There was, like, ten of them. They would all sit down at the bar, and they would all order sweet tea. Like, hi, what can I get you a drink? Sweet tea. So, like, months and months after coming, they'd just walk in. i just have, like, ten sweet teas lined up for them, and I'd have, like, a jug of it. 
you know how much what sh- is sweet tea it's just iced tea with a shit ton of sugar right? yeah like they throw simple syrup in there and like a gallon of simple syrup to like half a gallon of sweet tea and it's uh. iced tea mix but getting off the topic here we're getting on another tangerine let's talk about some in- let's talk about some independent wrestling to start the show off started off hot because Dave and Brandon did attend NYWC a sideshow this past weekend and I'm unfortunate I couldn't make it but it seemed like it was a solid card Huh, gentlemen? Yeah, damn skippy it was. It was an awesome card. Yeah, what matches were on there? Yeah, we started I'm the not event off. You. We started the event off hot with uh, Tony Nice teaming up with Jesse Vane, taking on the Beaver Boys, which we know were uh, Alex Reynolds and Johnny Silver. Also known to us Fucking, as the Slop Hunters. I say this every single time. Never, ever will I ever get tired of seeing Alex Reynolds and uh, Tony Nice put on matches. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, last year we pro- last year we probably saw them wrestle at least three times in person, and all three times were just hands down, pro- close to the match of the night. Yeah, and uh, Reynolds and Silver picked up the victory on that one. You got to keep your and, tag team champions strong. Yes, and after that match, it was announced that Tony Nice has an opponent for Psycho Circus. That's right, Psycho Circus for, for the Fusion Championship. I think yes, it is for the Fusion Championship. The returning Tramperetta. Trent? Question mark. Get it right. Trent? Yes, I don't. Why? How do I say Trent? Trent. Uh, you can say just, I think, all caps Trent question mark. Yeah, or you could say it like that too. But yeah, NYWC uh, Psycho Circus coming up at their big show of the year. That's a huge match. If that's the first match that you're going to announce for you know a show like that, that's awesome. Because A, these guys have some history because before both of them were any, on any sort of national market uh, for television and wrestling and stuff like that, these guys were tag team partners in NYWC and they were the tag team champions. Yes, yep. Plasma and Maverick. Yeah. I was going to say Maverick and Plasma. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. Oh, my God. But yes. yeah, that's I, I, once I saw that, I was like, no way. Shut up. I'm I'm totally pumped for Psycho Circus. You know, just oh, coming oh, off that match. It would be cool to see Beretta back on the NYWC like, roster. I think, I think this is going to be a sellout. This is going to be like squished like last year was but continue on with sideshow i know you guys had uh, a bunch of other great matches yeah king mega had a match against uh bryce young and he just beat the shit out of him but then yeah. right after the match matthew justice and marty bell came out and matthew justice started beating down mega and he actually picks up the w on mega really that's surprising yeah, yeah very yes king mega came out he was talking about how Few years ago, he was the on top of MYWC. He was the MYWC champion. He was making fun of now Brandon. He, he, get, he gets put into a tag team. That's fine. They didn't do much. He gets put into another tag team. That's fine. They didn't do much. And now he wants to go try and reclaim that gold or reclaim what was once his. Well, it looks like he's not going to reclaim anything because if he can't get through Matthew Justice. Yeah. That's for damn sure. I think that they could well, put on a, little, a good small uh, feud. He did lose after Marty Bell uh, low-blowed him. So That's Hey, a loss is a loss. Yeah, and W um, is Also, a- you had Team Tremendous make their return to NYWC, which is Ken Scampy and Dan Barry, and they faced off against Mikey Woodwreck and Stockade. It was, it was actually a really good match. I was surprised to see so much action out of uh, Team Tremendous. Now, like, is um, Mikey and Stockade, they're playing, like, the face role now, or are they kind of yeah. like... Okay. Yeah, they're, they're faces... But if you fucking go to an MYWC event, watch out for them because, like, Larry Legend got pushed over there, right, Dave? 
Oh yeah, he got he got nailed. But I think that's just them going after like whoever's near the commentary table. Yeah, so Damn. I don't know. They they still they scared the shit out of me. Oh yeah, yeah. Brandon pooped a little bit. Um, <laughs> he yeah, did so so little. Yeah. Then after that, yeah. Well, not after that. Possibly after that. <sighs> but you also had Bill Carr and um, Big, Big Sm- Game Smith James. Yeah, they went against uh, Forge and Nicky Adams. And that's the Knicks came out and said that there was a stipulation that if Reckless or Wasted, which is JT Kaysen and Braden Knight, if they got involved at all during the match, then they would have to disband. Interesting. Which is, which is huge because Reckless and Wasted has been a pretty big tag team for NYWC within the last past year, year or so. Yeah. And, and but what was the outcome of this? Did they disband? Am I never going to get beer ever again? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Bill Carr and Smith James defeated Reckless, uh, defeated Nikki Adams and Forge, and they were putting the beat down on Forge. They were putting the beat down on Adams after the match, trying well, to at least to beat down on her. They didn't. Yeah, Reckless and Wasted come out, run out, make the save. Vitko comes out and says, "You guys didn't uh, didn't interfere in this match. You guys came out afterwards." But I'm a liar. You guys are disbanded. No longer to ever have reckless and wasted, or whatever. Oh. But they and, fought. Uh, they they had their one last it, uh, hurrah. Yeah, they had their one last hurrah. Yeah, losing to Big Game Smith James and Bill Carr. Oh man, I'm gonna have to pour a beer out for uh, for my homies and reckless and wasted for uh, <laughs> yeah, right. their disbanding. Right, it's, but it's gonna have to be like a growler of beer. Uh, Another match on the card that I was a big fan of was was Marty Bell versus uh, the Starlet Champion, uh, Rick Cataldo. Dave does love his female wrestling. Dude, I I thought that this match was actually really good. There was one part where I think Cataldo kicked uh, Marty Bell, like kind of in the face or did a drop kick or something. And I was just like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, well, you know, Marty Bell's actually going to be featured on National, National Pro Wrestling Day, but we'll talk about that full card in its yeah. entirety next week. But you had a big, big main event uh, at side at Sideshow, correct? You're damn, you're damn right you did. You had the Order of the Black, which was Dickie oh. Rods, Rex Wallace, and yeah. Apollyon, the NYWC heavyweight champion, going against the big O, Alvin Alvarez, and Ryan Rush. Um, yeah, yeah. Over the over the past few weeks, we were talking about how Order of the Black have been trying to court Ryan the Adrenaline Rush. So we didn't know who to trust in this match. Now we we kind of had a feeling at the beginning of the match just because Ryan Rush came out wearing black and red attire. But so did Alvin. So what the fuck? That's but not the thing. Was Alvin always wore that attire? But, but Ryan so did Rush. Rush knew- definitely did too. I don't think so. I think that was new gear for Ryan Rush. That the dumbest argument we're having because if Alvin didn't turn, then there's no fucking way you could say that Rush turned based off his attire. I don't know. Speaking I of attire, know. Big O had some new tights with uh, blue and yellow. That was pretty cool. But, yeah, but during the match, uh, <laughs> during the match, Rush ended up turning on Big O and Alvin and uh, aligning himself with the Order of the Black. Wow, that's a so so that was Big O's first MYWC loss. Although I don't believe Big O got the pin on him, mm-hmm. so yeah. But uh, this uh... That, that leads to Psycho Circus, where it's uh, Apollyon, Dicky Rods, and Rex Lawless, I believe, right, Dave? Yeah, uh, Dicky Rods, Ryan Rush, Rex. Oh, Lawless. right, 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 right. It's Apollyon, Rex Lawless, and Ryan Rush versus Big yeah. O, 
who else? Big O, Alvin, um, Mikey Whipwreck, and Stockade. Okay, in, right. Okay, in it's the, four four. In the Psycho Circus match. And if Team Big O wins this match, the Big O will be finally crowned the new NYWC champion. After months and months of getting uh, bullshitted around on his title matches, he can finally win it at the big show. This is going to be a huge card because they also announced it's going to be the Beaver Boys, as we said, Alex Reynolds and John Silver will be taking on some Chikara mainstays as well. So it should be a great... That's that's a fact. You're going to see Jigsaw and uh, Kentucky Gentleman Chuck Taylor in action. So it should And be- we're, we're also going to see uh, Greek God Papadon taking on Jerry Lynn in what could be his very last East Coast match. So, so it should be a great card. And once it starts getting closer, we will uh, definitely talk about it in full detail. Uh, NYWCWrestling.com. Uh, if you are in the tri-state area, definitely get your tickets for that. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're selling tickets at the door. I'm not sure. No, because it's going to be a sellout. Yeah, it's so. obviously going to be sellout. And so. if you're going to go, plan on going there early because it's going to get packed. Yeah, another marking out tailgate. Kidding now, but uh, all right. So let's uh, let's get on to some larger scale professional wrestling and let's talk about Impact Wrestling from this week. Uh, so last week you had the wedding of Brooke Hogan and Bully Ray, which was taken down by Aces and Eights, and more more. I guess you could say more likely was Taz becoming a member of Aces and Eights. Uh, Taz did have a promo this week talking about why he joined Aces and Eights. They're this juggernaut crew that has such an agenda, and you know they don't. Everybody in Impact doesn't even know what they're entitled uh, in for because there's a higher power that's telling them to do all these things, and apparently no one can touch Taz because if anybody actually touches Taz. On the Impact roster, he will break his neck on on the spot. Yes, and also too, he will own Impact Wrestling. So this is some big leverage now that Aces and Eights has going for them with this. But I know Brandon didn't like the whole higher power reference. Yeah, I don't know. To me, that's just all horseshit because obviously, to me, to me, I think the the higher power, quote unquote, will either be Hulk Hogan. Sting or Bully Ray, so I, I think that Bully Ray is going to be with him, but I can't see him being the higher power. One, it's one of those three. It has to be one of those three. Uh, no, I feel like Bully. I think like it could be Sting and Bully Ray will still be in Aces and Eights. Kind of like it'll be a fuck you to Hulk Hogan and whatnot. It, this entire thing has all been a setup. I and think Sting's actually in charge of them. I think the higher power is either going to be Eric Bischoff or Jeff Jarrett. You know what? I was thinking about Eric Bischoff the other day. Because with his son being in TNA Wrestling, who's to say that he doesn't have a strong connection with TNA Wrestling? We don't know this. Yeah. I And if, it, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. if it helps support his son in making it in the business, if it helps progress his son's storyline, I could definitely see him saying, okay, yeah, let me sign that contract. Let me get my son pushed a little bit more. Yeah, well, you, you, you saw – you had Taz have his words. Then he had Billy Ray come back, come out and reciprocate because he said he's going to beat everybody in Aces and Eights and telling all of them to keep one eye open. Um, but he's still suspended. So he needs Hulk Hogan to come out and reinstate him back into the company so that he can get justice for ruining what was supposed to be the happiest day of their life. Um, I what, feel like – Oh yeah, he was suspended after right when the Brooke Hogan stuff came out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, her breasts, her breasts continue to shine every single week. <laughs> I won't on those forever. Seriously, those are nice. Man, you guys God are bless, such God bless virgins. Bad doctor. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like this is going to be an ongoing feud going into lockdown because you can have lockdown a steel cage match between Bully Ray and Devon, which these guys can you know if they keep the story going on until March, this is going to be this is going to be something serious and it's going to be something awesome. Well, because- during the wedding, Devon was actually the one that nailed Bully Ray with the uh, podium. Yeah. All right. So there you go. You know, keep keeping that relevant, and also to him being, I guess, the wrestling, the wrestler front where you have Taz is now like I guess the spokesman of Aces and Eights. You kind of have Devon like right underneath him, and then you can kind of throw Doc and Mike Knox maybe into the tag team division if you guys, if you want uh, Aces and Eights just to completely run so over. What, what are you did, gonna, did you just say? Doc and Knox should be a team. Yes, Doc and Knox. Yeah, Doc and Knox. So what can we what coin that to Anderson? Hmm. I don't is know. Just gonna, because now he's in his innocent. You know what? I was, do we do we know he's in it for sure though? I don't know. I don't understand. Like that wasn't he was wearing, like he was wearing gear. Yeah, he was no, in the ring. He, he was, was he was wearing gear and shit. But I feel like that was literally the most unclearest of joinings of faction I've ever seen. I could agree well, with you on that, but I he was, I was confused. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy with now wearing a mask? I'm like, is it some scrub? And then I was like, oh yeah, it's Anderson. Holy shit! I, I feel like you have to assume right now that he is part of them. Yeah, you could just you could, and also too coming out making his entrance. You know, uh, speaking of Mister Anderson, next week is Open Fight Night, and you can challenge anybody to a match. You had Kurt Angle actually calling out Mister Anderson and challenging him next week to Open Fight Night, but not in just a regular match, in a steel cage match. And it looks like it's it's going down. It looks like things are going things were accepted. As I said, you saw Mister Anderson come out through that back entrance that Aces and Eights uses. I, I, I like uh, I liked how Taz brought up the point. He was just like on open night challenge. Since when can we put uh, challenge somebody to a steel cage match? Hey, you can and Mike challenge him to was whatever. Just like, oh, you could just open challenge. You could do anything. And he was just like, yeah, but this never happens. Yeah. You uh, also open fight. Also open fight night. <laughs> see, gonna, I'm, I'm glad Taz can shit on the product as well. Also open fight night. You're going to see uh, Joseph Parks. Making his uh, first uh, Impact Wrestling debut, we did see him on the pay per view last month, but this is the first televised television, you know, basic cable appearance of Joseph Park. So that should be interesting. I'm not a fan of this at all. I, I like it. I don't like it just because the fact that you took away probably one of your biggest characters on the car on the roster and replaced him with somebody that I feel is very dull. I want to know why every time we hear him speak or every time we see him, he's sweating balls and he's like breathing heavy and shit. Like what the fuck happened? He was sweating balls and breathing heavy as a bis. That's why he has to wear a mask because he sweats so freaking much. He's got to cover that shit up. Yeah. I'm going back to – I want to talk about Taz because he was was still on commentary. He kind of played that heel role. He's trashing the – I don't even know what that other guy's name is. I really could. That other guy deserves to be trashed. Fuck that guy. Yeah, but it was so funny because he he left right before the Bully Ray promo and he comes back. He's just like, uh, 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 and he just like starts talking like to give him the attention. I really liked that a lot. I thought it was funny. It really kind of adds some depth to the uh, the heel character that Taz is. Kind of reminds me of like NWO style commentary. The gray in his beard, though. What? The gray in his beard. I hate. He should fucking die. That shit. Yeah. Well, hey. it makes him show stronger with age. And what did you say? It reminded you of Chris? Kind of like NWO style commentary. Oh uh, yeah. WCW days with having the heel, the heel up. Yeah. So yeah. So Aces and Eights looks like they're gonna run rampant. We'll see what happens next week and open fight night because uh, it starts their UK tour. Next week, so everything impact-wise is going to be emanating from anywhere in the United Kingdom, or and as we know from the past in the UK, the crowds are always hot. Yeah, which I'm I'm super psyched about because that impact zone is you know is stale. 
Do you think? Uh, do you think next week during that cage match we could see Garrett Bischoff and uh, Wes Briscoe showing don't, some signs, or maybe maybe somebody think, somebody else? I, I don't think yet. I think it's showing little, signs though. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't think yet. I think it's going to be a little bit down the line until. I mean, we where, where we, maybe maybe we they feel that up. Garrett. We feel that they are both in aces and eights from tattoos matching up with other guys in mass men and ace and eights, aces and eights. And I feel as though they're going to turn Kurt Angle's going to put his trust in them. It's going to be probably a six on uh, six man tag or something like that. And Kurt Angle's going to go for them, look towards them for help, and they're just going to turn their back. And no, it's going to be a singles match next week. No, no, no I'm saying in the future. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that this is even close to being a part of the storyline yet yeah. but when it is they're going to turn on Kurt Angle and they're going to align with Aces and Eights yeah they're, they're kind of focusing all their attention right now on this Bully Ray storyline but that's okay because you still have you know you still have a bunch of other stuff going on uh you had your main event, actually, of Impact Wrestling was for the TNA World Heavyweight title with Jeff Hardy beating Christopher Daniels, which I, I was kind of upset about because, A, the package video that they put on in the beginning of the show for Daniels was awesome. and I, I, don't, I don't think that match should have been last night. But why? Why? I think it should have been on a pay-per-view. But when, when's their next pay-per-view, though, Mark? March. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like it, it was a pay-per-view quality match that was done on Impact Wrestling, and, and I'm never well. going to compl- uh, complain about a pay-per-view quality match on a televised show. Yeah. I, I would have liked to see Christopher Daniels become the TNA World Heavyweight Champion, but, you know, that's just me. I mean, there's a lot of creatures of the night out there, Brandon included. I, every time he says creatures of the night, I think of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Really? Yeah. Wait, you wait did, you, did you just say you don't know what the Rocky Horror Picture Show is, Brandon? Yeah, what is that? Oh Are you God. serious? Wow. I, I should you're a Rocky Horror Virgin. I should take you to one of the shows. Oh my What's God. that about? Is that like the the boxing movie? Oh, he definitely knows who they are. Yeah, he's fucking joking around right yeah. now. Yeah, but yeah, I, every time because with creatures of the night, I always think of that. Yeah. So I don't know. But Jeff Hardy gets uh, Jeff Hardy does get the W over Christopher Daniels. But after the match, it uh, Aces and Eights makes their presence known again by uh, attacking Jeff Hardy and bashing him in the knee with their uh, nice ballpoint uh, ballpen hammer. Now I I like the way that this got set up. I liked how Taz uh, stepped away from commentary and started getting Jeff Hardy's attention. I didn't like the fact that the guys from Aces and Eights, I thought that the hit in the back of the knee just didn't look like a good hit. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff Hardy really didn't sell that well. well he did. I thought he was doing a yeah. good job. I don't know. I, Do you I, I still was... think that hammer is rubber, though, David? I don't know. It could be. Hey, I, don't think it, that they're, I don't think that they're actually uh, doing it. Using it properly. No, they're they, actually not hitting him. That's right. Yeah, they, they need to take lessons from Triple H on how to use a hammer. <laughs> it's a fucking tiny ass hammer, though. Yeah, it's not. It's not a sledgehammer. You got you got to sell that shit like it's ten ton. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was just fine. I don't know. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, but it, it looks like, like it connected. <laughs> it looks like uh, Jeff Hardy is going to be out, though. But more importantly, it looks like he's going to be out for the UK tour. Uh, apparently, uh, what I heard was apparently Jeff Hardy can't leave the United States because of his past convictions. So this is a good way to, I guess you can say, get Jeff Hardy off of TV. Which is unfortunate because I Jeff Hardy is really – well, I'm not going to say he's winning me over because I'm already uh, Jeff Hardy f- a fan of his work. Yeah. So – it's that's, kind of, that is insane it's, that I heard you just say that. 
it is a letdown that he's not going to be on the UK tour, especially being the the current TNA heavyweight champion. But they could play the same with Christopher Daniels. I'd be like, oh, Jeff Hardy's out. I should be the world new world heavyweight champion. He's out, blah, blah, blah. Because I think they do like three or four impact tapings. So yeah. having him off TV for a month is, is big. You know especially what's worse? he's a champion. I mean, what is it going to do? Once the week before a pay-per-view comes, they're going to be like, have Jeff, once it gets back to the States, they're going to have Hardy attack somebody or somebody attack Hardy. And then there you go. You got the match. Yeah. Maybe, we'll, maybe we will see Christopher Daniels go about that in that uh, sort of a way and then you're going to see this as as the pay-per-view match yeah I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing it was there a Sting promo last night he came out with uh, with Bully Ray and said that and Hulk Hogan and he was, was he was talking about how Hulk Hogan was at home blah 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 right resting up or whatever yeah yeah well Bully Ray yeah, said that saying how it was, oh, all, right. it was all surrounding the reinstatement of Bully Ray yeah. which, but, make, which makes me even believe more that they both are with Aces and Eights I just think that's complete fucking bullshit because you're telling us over and over again on your fucking product to go follow the president, the owner, whatever it is of TNA Impact, Dixie Carter on Twitter. She tweeted like a few hours before that, oh, in London or in England right now with Hulk Hogan, LOL, ha ha ha, fuck you. Really? Yeah, so fuck you and your product. That's like bullshit. Like that's another thing where storyline you want like – I wouldn't that, say I wouldn't say fuck your product because Impact Wrestling, you know, as, as we said before when we were you know talking over what we're going to talk about this week, it was good this week. You know, yeah, going not, from not fuck not fuck the product, but like fuck your product in the way like no, you don't. No, you no, you're no, not you're not no. wording yourself properly here. Chris, you could see, you pass could you pass that pen over for me because I'm going to co-sign what you just said. No, but, it's fuck your company in the way like you tell us to go follow you. But then here you are on TV. You're having your people Why talk is it about this. Your company. It's, it's not. It's not a fuck, fuck the company. Fuck it's the way that you're going about your business. Breaking kayfabe. No, that's no, not fuck isn't. your company. Yes, because, it is. No, because the product last night was good. As me and Dave, as 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 I said before, you cut me off because you're saying fuck the product. You had it was it was a perfect way to segue between going on a UK tour because you set up all this stuff going for next week and then coming off of a big reveal in Taz. It's not fucked company. It's fucked the fact that your president doesn't know how to doesn't know how when, to do when to tweet properly yeah. and no, use social even, media. Yeah, now how to use social media. That's that's what no, the point is. I yes, could say, I could say fuck your company and not be talking about the fucking. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you because can't. I'm doing that right now. Okay, good. You don't know what you're talking about. But you sound like yes, an idiot. I do. Yeah, no, I don't. How do I sound like an idiot? Because I, don't know. It's I not, just, I just said that you don't sound like an idiot. You're pretty not, bright. It's not the product. It's not the company. It's the fact that you're that somebody on your roster doesn't know how to you you know use social media. Yes, I know she's excited about the UK tour and how much popularity they're going to get, but she shouldn't be saying, "Hey, I'm in I'm in UK with Hulk Hogan." You know, also, I think everybody knows, you know, all the smart Mark wrestling fans both know that that this was taped last week before they went. And, you know, if they said if they Wait, look at the news, this was already this wasn't live last night. No. Oh, yeah, it was all taped. That. Yeah, it was all taped last week. Well, that's oh, I did not know that at all. <laughs> that's right. Brandon actually has the IQ of Damian Sandow. Legit. Hey, remember Dr. Brandon Sandow? Yeah, legit. So I'm not. He's not stupid. He's actually. And I do. Right. I do have the honorary doctorate. Yeah. But hey, well, I'm excited Doctors. to see next next week uh, Impact Wrestling in the UK. 
uh, open fight night. It should be interesting. I know there was uh, a couple other things we wanted to talk about before we get to our awesome interview for the week, and that was gut check. Apparently this week, uh, TNA posted a website for everybody to vote on who they think should be uh, the next person in uh, the gut check system. And it's it's weird how they're doing it, doing it. They have a shit ton of wrestlers. It's set up like uh, there are 16 bra- separate brackets where each bracket has a certain amount of wrestlers. And after where did I write this? On March 11th, all the voting ends, and that's where they're going to take the winner of each bracket, and then I guess pair pair all those winners up against each other. Yeah. In a, I don't know if it's going to be another voting poll or if they're going to start using those uh, people, 16 wrestlers, in the pro- actual product. I think I think this is like a kind of bullshit move where I feel like well if you go to some of the profiles have videos to them some of the profiles don't have videos to them it's everyone's real name so if there's somebody with a a really famous uh wrestling name that we know and we don't know their real name who the fuck are we to know which one they are in that match, especially if it's like a tag team match that's posted well, that's, in the video. I think they, they want you guys to actually click through everybody to give everybody an equal chance. Yeah, but fuck that. Right, but, but, like, how am I supposed to know this is so-and-so in this match if, like, you're giving me this name and it's, like, completely not? Can like we you're, giving, you're saying you're saying his real name his real name over here is Railroad Rudy, <laughs> and then I go and click on the match, and it's somebody named fucking Chuck, I don't know. Mary? Yeah, Chuck Barry or some shit. And it's like, who the fuck is Chuck Barry? Oh, Chuck it's Railroad Barry. Rudy? Whatever. Who the fuck? How the fuck am I supposed to know that? By the way, uh, download just, Railroad I mean, Rudy. Railroad Rudy's so awesome. I actually wrote down a few names that stand out to me. Um, and before uh, you say that, though, I think they released this shit without even telling the people. I without even telling these gut like check all these, fucking... all this. But that's something that we don't know because... No, that's I'm... what I think. I yeah, really that's what you think, think that. but we do, do we know that? No, we don't know yeah, that because no, we we're just three wrestling it's fans that do like, a wrestling podcast. I feel like this was done like a few months ago because they had, on bracket three, they had Mercedes Kastner, Case, uh, who's actually, who was Mercedes KV, but now she's currently on the NXT roster as Sasha Banks. She just made her debut on the most recent episode that we saw on uh-huh. TV. On, the computer which yeah. comes back to know your fucking product exactly so i feel like this is all done with a few months ago it was all set up and i mean some of the profiles we were clicking through all of them some of them didn't even work so it's like yeah, some of the profiles are not even working some so there's it's not, even, rest- it's not even a fair vote it's horseshit there's one wrestler jeffrey Mollahan, who's actually in two separate brackets bracket two and bracket three maybe you so- got check twice but I don't get you. That's can't, bullshit. You shouldn't be on the fucking list twice. Yeah, it should be just once. Um, okay, but bracket one, you have uh, women wrestler Lufisto, who is Geneva. Uh, how is this? Guinevere? I don't know. Guinevere Goulet. Then you had Justin Carino, Michael Dennis, Mike, which is Mike Dennis from the Jersey Shore Jocks. Justin Carino, enhancement and talent. Then bracket two, you had Darnell Kittrell, who's Sabian, and I'm pretty positive we've seen Sabian on TNA Wrestling before, right? Yeah, I maybe. I'm not um, too sure. Bracket four, we had VSK, who's in, well known in PWS, and we also had Greg Smith, who's Gregory Iron. Yeah, I I think that would be sick to see Gregory Iron make it. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't have to go through every single bracket, but you know, if you guys okay. just real fast, oh my god, Braden Knight, who's a past guest, was on it. Um, Psycho Mag, Rollins, Sammy Callahan, Bobby Fish, Johnny Silver, 
They had they had honestly or- listen. The only one that I want to fucking make mention is of Chase, is Chase Stevens. I think that's complete fucking bullshit. Why are you paying TNA to do gut check? You were a staple in TNA from the fucking beginning. I don't understand why the fuck that even took place. That's horseshit to me. Yeah, and then same thing with Lince Dorado. He's uh-huh. on there, but he's been on television so many times with TNA. Yeah. And I'm surprised Tommaso Ciampa is even on, on the list too. Yeah, there's, oh there's clearly there are guys on that list that should not have done gut check. All right, we don't have to go over any more names, whatever. It, you know, it, it is what it is, Impact Wrestling. It maybe wasn't a smart move by them to do this. But you know what? They wanna, they're, they're, I guess they're looking for new talent because they think, I guess they tapped the well dry with the talent they could have got. I don't know. Maybe no one wants to work for Impact. I don't know. Maybe these are only the, the only people that really signed up. Yeah. And I don't understand. Oh What's God, the deal? Like, if, this, if if someone did gut check, like Arda Ocal did gut check. I don't know if he did it for for uh, wrestling or not, but there's a video of him, like, commentating or announcing or whatever. So does that mean – but now TNA. apparently, but now apparently he's with the Layfield Report and like the score. So yeah, I don't but, know. But does, does that mean TNA took these people's money for gut check to be referees and announcers and shit? Maybe, Probably. Maybe. How does that make sense? Like you fucking paid that money to be looked at. You're like, oh yeah, that's that's cool. You have a voice. Yeah. I don't know. People, go smack down your vote. Impactwrestling.com slash gut check challenge. Thank you, Dave, for getting us out of that. And now let's get on to the interview. We haven't had an interview in a while, so I, I was super excited about this interview. So let's get on to it. Ken Tuccio of Barbershop Window. Uh, he talks, sit down, talks about Barbershop Window, the product, and you know how they are advancing as a company. So uh, let's get into this interview, and let's get. Uh, we'll be back, and we're going to talk about some sports entertainments here. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! On market out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. And today we are joined by, uh, I'm not going to lie about this one, I'm not going to front about this one, I'm actually wearing one of his shirts right now, and that being the Luchador Dogs, Mr. Ken Tuccio of uh, Barbershop Window. Ken, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast this week. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Finally, finally, uh, this is one of the interviews that I really wanted to get, and you know, you reached out to us. We were able to BS and talk, and we uh, can get it on the show this week. So uh, I'm excited about this one. So uh, let's talk a little bit. Barbershop window. This started about uh, a little bit under two years ago. Where did the idea and the concept of barbershop window come into place? Um, it's actually been probably a year and a couple of months. We started up in uh, October of 2011. Um, October of 2011, so um, October of 2012 was a year for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the idea um, probably a decade ago. I had the idea probably 2002, 2003, um, but I had no idea how to run a business or anything then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the argument could be made that I still don't know how to run a business. But, the, um, you know, I, I had the idea a while back. Where the idea spawned from is the fact that I'm a pretty big music fan. Um, you know, some, I'm a big jam band fan. Uh, my some favorite music is like Dave Matthews, Disco Biscuits, Fish. You know, bands along those lines. And I always thought it was rather funny that I had no problem whatsoever going to the bar wearing a Dave Matthews T-shirt or going, you know, out with friends wearing a Fish T-shirt. But you would never in a million years catch me dead walking into a bar rocking a CM Punk T-shirt or wearing a John Cena T-shirt or anything along those lines because. They just weren't designed in a way where you wanted to wear them out in public. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna throw on your R Truth Little Jimmy T-shirt and go try to pick up chicks at the bar. It's just not gonna work. Um, you know, so the concept is rather simple. Just basically try to design wrestling T-shirts that you would wear at a bar, 
Um, but it was never supposed to become a full-fledged occupation for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it was supposed to be just a side thing. Um, I'm, I was self-employed prior to doing uh, barbershop. I had a little web design studio. And, you know, I was self-employed for a couple of years prior to that. And uh, I was reading an article by Mark Cuban, uh, the owner of the Mavericks. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was reading an article by him, and he was talking about how self-employed people really should look about diversifying their streams of income. So I'm like, okay, you know what? That's a good idea. Don't put all my eggs in one basket in terms of web design. I decided, hey, I'm going to you know, start this little T-shirt thing up. And my hope was, you know, I'll go on Twitter, and if I could sell five T-shirts a week and make a couple extra hundred bucks, you know, great. I'd be thrilled, throw some stuff in the bank, you know, and that would be it. But it ended up just going viral, like, you know, I, I think the first wrestler to actually link to it was Steve Carino. And uh, I think Carino tweeted about it, and then it was just a domino effect of Twitter. And, you know, before you knew it, it just ended up kind of turning into a full-fledged occupation, and here we are now. Yeah, now you guys are doing everything with, uh, like, a bunch of wrestlers. Like, I, I know you guys have done shirts with Sammy Callahan and, you know, Kurt Hawkins, and people are still, you know, wrestlers themselves. I think I saw, like, two days ago, Kurt, um, not Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder was actually tweeting uh, Rockin' a Coliseum video shirt, which, you know, yep. anybody that was born in the uh, the late 80s, early 90s knows all about Coliseum video. Um, uh, any, any shirt in particular that you, like, are personally very proud of, like your favorite t-shirt out of all of them, because you guys have hundreds of hundreds of t-shirts there. You know, one of the funniest thing is, I mean, I actually don't wear a lot of our t-shirts, mm-hmm. and it's not that I don't like them, but I always, I was always that guy who thought it was really weird when like a wrestler like John Cena would go out in public wearing a John Cena t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel the same way. I don't like wearing my stuff because I feel like self-promoting. Yeah. Um, but the t-shirts I like, like my favorite ones are... You know, normally the ones that don't sell horribly well. Like my my fav- one of my favorite T-shirts of all time that we did was uh, the book Dennis Stamp one, like the really simplistic block letters book Dennis Stamp. Okay, yeah. And that was, you know, that was one of those ones that just kind of got pushed aside. Like I like the Peace Love Wrestling one, and that was one of those ones that wasn't really a hot seller. Mm-hmm. And the running joke between me and the other people who work with me with Barbershop is, you know, when I think something's going to be a big seller it's usually a dud. And when I think something's going to be a complete dud, it ends up being a big seller. Like the biggest seller we have thus far in 2013 is the Mega Powers t-shirt. And that was was a shirt that I've been sitting on for six, seven months because I just didn't think it was going to do well. So I just didn't throw it up. And then I suddenly throw it up and for some reason it hits a nerve. Same thing can be said with Heels Wear Pink. Like Heels Wear Pink was something I threw up as a joke and it became a big seller. The hardcore wrestling with the unicorn, same deal. You know, but my personal favorites are usually a little obscure. Like Book Dennis Stamp is one of my favorites. I actually really like the uh, the wrestling T-shirt, just the wrestling right across the chest. Yeah. You know, but my style is a lot different than a lot of other. I like really simplistic. You know, the simpler the better. Excuse me, minimalistic. The simpler the better for me. It's kind of my style. Yeah. No, I no, I agree. You know, when, when it's simple, it's uh, it's a little bit better on that one. Um, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think here. Um, any wrestlers like in general that you still want to work with? I know you've done a lot of shirts for Kurt Hawkins. You know, we saw the Young Bucks. We saw you know the plethora of Zack Ryder T-shirts that were out there. The two different types of Sammy Callahan. Is there anybody that you guys are still reaching out to? Maybe trying to work with on getting anything together. Um, I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys who we're talking to. We're trying to expand that end of the business. Uh, you know, we want to try to build as many relationships as we can with independent wrestlers. Um, you know, and, you know, if we have ideas that, you know, 
ideas for different wrestlers that we're fans of, we try to reach out to them as well. I mean, you know, there's no, I, I wouldn't say we actually have like a bucket list of these are a list of guys we definitely want to work with. But I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys who, you know, we've worked with in the past that we plan on doing more with. And there's a lot of, you know, younger guys who are currently having conversations with. I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know, there's really no, there's no schedule for it. So okay. I know, but you guys are, you know, you guys are growing in leaps and bounds every single day. Um, let's talk about you yourself, um, a professional wrestling fan. You know, I know you spoke about being a jam band fan and everything like that. Uh, what were your earliest uh, recollections of being a professional wrestling fan? Was it the Mega Powers or was it like something earlier than that? Um, I became a wrestling fan because of my father. My father was never really a huge wrestling fan. But my dad was one of those guys who, you know, used to. I'm, I'm, he used to he used to uh, record the old MSG cards, um, like on the MSG network. I remember back in the day, they used to run like the live house shows. Okay, yeah, yeah. On the MSG network, so he used to record those, and you know, he'd watch them on the VHS. And you know, he also used to you know watch the Saturday morning wrestling. And my earliest wrestling memories were, you know, sitting in my living room with my father on a Saturday morning when I would have my big rubber LJN figures, <laughs> and you know, I'd be playing with the figures with the wrestlers on the TV. Like, I remember I had the Roddy Piper figure or Roddy Piper came on the wrestling challenge. I used to have my, you know, Roddy Piper figure and I would just, you know, reenact the matches. You know, those were my earliest, that's probably my earliest memory. But then I just kind of took off and became a much bigger fan than my father probably ever anticipated. Like my father was always, it was just something he watched. It was kind of casual to him. Um, then I became just obsessed. And I think a lot of that has to be based off the, you know, the age I was. You know, I was I was an impressionable youth during Hulkamania, and I think it's pretty. It, I think it was pretty impossible if you had your toes in the wrestling water at all to not become obsessed during that era. You know, so suddenly, like my brother and I, you know, were breaking couches in my parents' living room, you know, and making belts out of cardboard. And I I was obsessed with everything wrestling. I had all the toys, had the posters, had the T-shirts, had made my mom buy every Coliseum Video VHS you could possibly get your hands on, and. You know, it slowly waned away as I got older, but I mean, my earliest memories are definitely like, you know, the Saturday and Sunday mornings with my dad, just sitting there watching it, not really understanding everything that's going on, but still seeing those guys as like the larger than life characters, like the superheroes on TV. Yeah. Now that, but now that you are in like the wrestling business and you work with all these guys and everything like that, do you feel that that like, you know, being the impressionable youth that you were, has that been lost at all? You know what it is? And, you know, I'll be completely honest, like... I will occasionally always have those periods of time where you kind of wish you didn't pull the curtain back, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, it's, I've got, I've gotten to meet a lot of awesome people and I've become friends with a lot of guys who are in the business and I'm very fortunate in that regard. Um, and I don't really consider myself in the wrestling business. I consider myself a guest that a lot of people have accepted. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, when you're watching, you know, wrestling on a Monday night and you know, it kind of, I always, I remember I always used to look at Monday Night Raw, like on, you know, when I was in high school. And I used to say to myself, like, it always seemed larger than life, and these people were kind of, like, untouchable. And it kind of gives you a different feeling when, like, Dolph Ziggler is wearing a hoodie that you designed while beating up John Cena on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. You know, and it, uh, uh, there's, uh, I'm not ungrateful at all for Barbershop. Like, I absolutely am thrilled that we have it, but... I think there's always that part where I'm like, you know, it would be great to just go back to being, you know, a 13-year-old fan of professional wrestling, you know, and these guys are still these larger-than-life crazy characters, and you don't know them as 
just normal individuals, just like you and I, who have grocery shopping to do and bills to pay, and, you know, they're checking their Twitter just as often as you are. You know, it's, I don't know, part, a part of me kind of wishes you could pull the curtain, ba- pull the curtain back, but, you know, then again, I also think of it, you know, how fortunate am I to, you know, be able to experience things that so many people dream about, you know, and, you know, get to do things that I never thought I'd have the opportunity to do. You know, it's, you know, if you had told me, you know, when I was a kid that I'd be able to design a t-shirt for Mr. Belding and, you know, you know, have him in my cell phone and be able to text him whenever I want, that's kind of crazy to me, you know, but, you know, it, it, you know, I think you always in some way, shape or form possibly want to push that back, you know, and say, you know, it would be awesome to just be a fan, but it's so cool to have this outlet. Oh, no, I... I might have just been babbling there too. I have no idea. No, no, that's, no, that's that's fine. That's fine. That, that, that's what people like to show because for the the tangents and everything that goes on. So you know, we we do this podcast every week, and you know, you yourself are in the we're in the pot. I I hope are still are in the podcasting world with Talking Shop, the Barbershop Window Podcast. Uh, are we going to be getting a new uh, episode anytime soon? Can uh, you inform me on that one? Because I was a fan. I'm a fan of it. You know what's so funny? I, I think I realized how many people listen to that thing after we stopped doing it. Um, I, I never wanted to do a podcast. That was my buddy Joe. He pushed me and pushed me and pushed me to do the podcast. And, uh, you know, we did it. But then what ended up happening is, I mean, Joe and I live an hour and a half away from each other. Okay. So it just became such a hassle for us to do it every week. And to be fair, I didn't think that we were contributing anything different to the wrestling world than any of the other podcasts, you know, I, I originally went into that podcast wanting to do something a little different. I'm a big fan of like the Joe Rogan experience. If you mm-hmm. listen to that, yeah, you know, and I, I kind of wanted our podcast to be really organic like that. And it slowly evolved into a more traditional interview format where mm-hmm. we had like, you know, a wrestler on and beforehand we had our monologue and then we had a little bit afterwards. And that wasn't really what I wanted. I kind of wanted it to be something different because my thought is if you're not doing something different, you're blending it. You know, like, I like your podcast. I like marking out is something I listen to all the time. Because I think you guys stand out when you're compared to all these other, quote-unquote, wrestling fan podcasts. I think a lot of them are kind of following your lead and doing what you guys do. And, you know, in my opinion, you guys are the innovators in that regard. Oh, wow. You know, Way to put me I won... <laughs> no, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm being completely honest. I wanted to do something different and contribute something to wrestling podcasting that I didn't think existed. And... You know, we stopped doing it, you know, for both, you know, for both, you know, convenience reasons. It became very difficult to do. Um, but also it just it kind of lost its luster and lost its fun. We're actually in the process of trying to put something together to bring back a barbershop window podcast, whether it's actually going to be called Talking Shop or whatever it is. You know, it's still up in the air. We're trying to bring something back. But we want it to be something completely different. We want it to be something unique because, you know, if you want to listen to a wrestling if you want to listen to wrestling fans talk about wrestling, I would listen to you guys. If you want to listen to wrestler interviews, I'd listen to Cabana. You know, there's there's other people who do that better than I could. So, you know, i got to find my little niche and see what can we possibly do that nobody else is doing to make it a little different. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you you know, as you said, a little over a year you've been in the professional wrestling business. Um, it, as you said, you listen to this podcast every week. So, we, you, weekly we do our mark out moment of the week. Has there been in, you know, your history of being a wrestling fan, I mean, I, I saw you tweet out that you were the ones holding up that we paid for CM Punk sign on the uh, mm-hmm. CM Punk interview. Has there been a mark out moment for you that stands out from any other mark out moment? Um. As a wrestling fan or as the owner of a barbershop? Either or. Either or. 
as a wrestling fan, my probably my favorite wrestling fan moment of all time was when um oh man, that's a tough one. My favorite wrestling fan moment of all time would probably I, I'm would probably honestly goodness, it's gonna sound I, 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 it, you can't really say it anymore. My probably one of my favorite wrestling fan moments of all time was Chris Benoit winning the world title at WrestleMania 20. Okay, yeah, I was there, and I was a huge Benoit fan. I think it kind of sucks that, like, you know, you, you kind of feel bad talking about that now. But you know, Chris Benoit was one of my favorite wrestlers when mm-hmm. I was a kid. You know, and you know, to see a guy who nobody ever thought could reach that level main event WrestleMania, WrestleMania 20 in Madison Square Garden, and you know, I don't think it came across on DVD or on pay-per-view, but that crowd that night, like, in MSG was so off the chain. I mean, I'm not sure if you guys were there or anything. I don't, I, I believe Brandon Brandon was. I unfortunately wasn't, but, yeah, no. I Going back and watching the DVDs and stuff like that, that's definitely one of those experiences that you had to have been there. Yeah, that crowd was that crowd was crazy. So that was a really cool moment to be there live. I mean, and on a person, I mean, I liked I might one of my favorite moments was you know CM Punk debuting you know on ECW because he was another guy who you watched you know come up. For, I was watching CM Punk since his IWA days, so it was really cool to see him all of a sudden go to you know quote unquote the big stage. You're not to see him at the level he's at now. It's crazy, but yeah, I think everybody just. Anybody that was an independent wrestling fan and a fan of his in general, I remember watching tapes of him. But that, that whole Samoa Joe saga that they have, I just my, my mouth kind of just dropped during the whole entire thing. Um, but yeah, seeing him to the level that, that, that is, entire the Samoa Joe CM Punk deal. I, that's one of the that that series of matches, in my opinion, is something that will never be recreated. And I'm not talking match quality wise. Because I'm sure, like, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be two guys who tear up the indie scene and put on, a, put on a match that, if you're ranking it by stars, is better than Samoa Joe versus CM Punk. But I think just emotionally, you know, I cannot recall an independent wrestling company that had me that entrenched in a storyline than Ring of Honor in that era. Like, Ring of Honor during that two-year period, like right before Samoa Joe won the title, even after he lost it and he had the whole CM Punk deal as he was going out, Ring of Honor was untouchable at that point. You know, and the series of three matches between him and CM Punk, I mean, I was there for the third one, All-Star Extravaganza 2 in uh, in the Rex Plus in Jersey. Oh, okay. You know, place. and you know, I, I mean, I remember I took my ex-girlfriend at the time. Um, like, I took her with us. It was myself, Joe, the guy who hosts the podcast with me, and my ex-girlfriend, and my ex-girlfriend was not a wrestling fan at all. Like, she knew who Bret Hart was, and she always thought, like, a young Ricky Steamboat was cute. Beyond that, she knew nothing about professional wrestling. And she was, she had no idea who Samoa Joe or CM Punk was, and she was so into that match. I thought the crowd was crazy, and I thought it was awesome. And when you could take somebody who's not a wrestling fan, and with two guys who are complete unknown get them to buy into the match emotionally I mean that's there's no words for that that's a completely different level and that's why wrestling is the way it is because you can we like we I think we speak about it every week on the show Dave's cousin Brad we he just got into wrestling a couple months ago they you know I am probably jumping the gun here but they went to a an NYWC show this weekend apparently he loved it that's what's so great about wrestling and and independent wrestling in general because there's the sports entertainments out there that we talk about that, you know, you can kind of predict. But then going and having the atmosphere of being a wrestling fan and going to an independent promotion and seeing these guys put on, it's just, it's nothing, you can't describe it. It's amazing. No, and I mean, and one of my favorite things to do is to watch professional wrestling with people who aren't fans. 
because I always think you get the most genuine opinion of what's going on. Like my fiance. No, I'm still getting used to saying the word fiance. Hey, well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my fiance it was not a big wrestling fan when I first started dating her. Like she was, she had a common working knowledge. Like she knew who John Cena was, obviously knew the rock stuff like that. But now every week she's watching raw with me on Monday nights and she'll watch impact. And it's to the point now where I've had her on some occasions tell me, Hey, you know, back before impact actually became good, like impact's good now, which is amazing for me to say, but you know, back before impact came good, she used to love it when TNA had their pay-per-views because she used to like to make fun of the bad wrestling, (laughs) you know? And she's a huge fan of $5 wrestling. Like, she loves that stuff because she thinks it's absolutely horribly entertaining. But she also starts buying into, you know, guys like Dolph Ziggler. Like, she's really excited about Dolph Ziggler eventually cashing in and winning the world title. Yeah. You know, she's, she, like most other people, was excited about The Rock coming back. And she's entertained by CM Punk. And, you know, when you can take someone who's not a wrestling fan and get them to slowly understand why people like you and people like myself all love this, you know, you're doing something special. I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And you and you and Barbershop Window are definitely doing something special and doing something great for wrestling fans. I mean, I've, I've spoke about it on the show. Brandon spoke about it. We all have numerous amounts of your shirts. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Uh, the, the best part was when I, I ordered my last amount of shirts. I ordered, like, the Hardcore Wrestling shirt, and I ordered the uh, Lucha Dog shirt. It came to my house. Uh, addressed to Mark now, so I, I kind of popped for that one big. I wanted to make a picture that way. <laughs> not gonna lie, not gonna lie, but that was probably the name that was linked to my PayPal account. Uh, and I know Barbershop Window is you know increasing demands every day. What what are you guys doing? Because I know you know a lot of people have said stuff about the the twelve to sixteen day shipping rate. What are you guys doing now to uh, better serve you know your guests? Because we we all know yeah. we know wrestling fans. Wrestling fans are very picky and they're you know very opinionated, <laughs> <laughs> myself included. <laughs> Oh, wrestling fans. Um, Well, you know, what a lot of people didn't understand is, you know, the problem is we blew up way too quickly. Um, This was not something that we had a business plan in place for. Like, I kid you not, the initial business plan for Barbershop was written on a post-it note in my office, and it was stuck to a wall. Like, there was, you know, when I put together my web design studio, I had a two-year plan in place. When I put together Barbershop, it was design t-shirts, sell shirts, ship shirts. That was pretty much the extent of it. Um, So it blew up really quickly. So this entire year, it was a very successful year, and it was a very, it was quite the experience this past year. But we spent the entire year trying to catch up. Um, You know, I was never happy about doing the 10 to 14 business day shipping. That's not something I wanted to do, but unfortunately it was a necessary evil at the time. But fortunately, we have finally gotten to the point now where, you know, uh, things are shipping much quicker. If anyone is aware, it, it began the first of the year. Um, we now have a brand new customer service center. So if you're, you know, have any questions about shirts, if you have any questions about orders, we have a very qualified staff, a staff that's much more qualified than myself or, you know, anyone I know. Um, they're going to be answering your questions and they're going to be answering them in a professional manner and they're going to be answering them quickly because that's one of the things I wanted to make sure we improved upon. Um, this fulfillment center is also going to start, you know, making sure that all these items go out a lot quicker. Um, we're hoping to, our goal is going to be same week shipping. Um, we want to make it, if you order a shirt on Monday, it's out the door by Friday. You know, we want to make sure that, you know, there's not that long term delay because we're doing everything because we were literally doing everything by hand. Um, you know, people who have ordered with us since the beginning of 2013, if you ordered, you know, 
they've probably seen it already. I've had people email me and say, I was surprised because I ordered a shirt last week and I already have it because people have gotten used to the way we ship things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't want people to have to get used to that. I want people to, you know, see us grow and improve. And that's one of the major things I wanted to make sure we did to improve in the last four or five months of 2012. We, you know, worked very hard to set everything up with this new company, this new, sorry, not new company, this new fulfillment center to, you know, ensure that everything is going to be working in a much smoother manner um, and that shirts are going to be shipped quicker. Customer service is going to be a lot tighter, you know, because before it was literally the three of us. It was myself designing every shirt, updating the website, handling the Twitter. We had another guy, Steve, who was handling customer service. We had a guy, Andrew, who was doing literally physically packing every single shirt. And it was a necessity because we just, the demand was just so overwhelming. But we finally got to the point where, you know, we can offer the type of service and the level of service we really wanted to offer all along. And, uh, you know, if you've never tried us before, try us now because you're going to see you're gonna you're gonna see that if you never tried this before, try us now, and I think you're gonna see how quick it is. If you tried this before and you were a little taken aback by how slow the shipping was, or you thought the shipping was a little slower than it should have been, try us now, and you're gonna see it's different. You know, everyone has to improve. We took all the criticisms, we took all the sarcastic tweets, we took anything anybody ever said to us about how we could improve this company, and we legitimately took it to heart. I kid you not, I'm sitting in my office right now, and I have a notepad that is filled with suggestions people have given us. And we went through that and figured out how we could incorporate as many of them as possible into the company in 2013 just to try to improve everything. Awesome. Awesome. And I think everybody that's listening to this will really really appreciate that. Ken, we definitely appreciate you being on the show this week. Uh, As I said earlier in the thing, it was definitely uh, a pipe dream of mine to get you on the show. Now we have you on the show. Um, If anybody wants to tweet at you uh, or try to get get in touch with you via social media, if they don't want to talk about wrestling – um, I know I see your tweets are a lot uh, politic-based and stuff like that. Is there any way that you can uh, they can contact you at? My tweets are politic? Oh, my personal tweets? Yeah, your personal tweets. Oh, oh yeah. No, my personal tweets are it's just me like randomly drunk and stoned and just doing as much as I possibly can. Oh, hurt. okay. Um, <laughs> if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at RhymesWithPen. Um, you know, R-H-Y-M-E-S-W-I-T-H-P-E-N. Um, uh, Barbershop's Twitter is at BShopWindow. Um, but by all means, follow follow me if you want. I'm not horribly entertaining. I post pictures of glasses of wine that I'm drinking and occasionally sarcastic comments about, you know, gun control and other things that will piss off a lot of people. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, yeah, by all means, give us a follow. I mean, social media is what made barbershops. So we will always have as big a presence on social media as we possibly can. And. You know, um, you know. Hopefully, one of these days we can do a Mark and Out shirt on the site. I'd love to do that for you guys. So. Hey, we're, we're we're totally stoked about it. Don't worry. And, and Dave's already ranting about it. When are we gonna get our shirt? No, I'm kidding. He's not. But, <laughs> but. I wear. I kid you not. I wear the Marking Out shirt that you guys gave me at Wrestle Reunion. Yeah. Um, I wear that more than I wear most of my barbershop shirts. And I, I, to tell you the truth, I was wrecked when I when I'm not gonna lie. I was hammered when I met you over at, at Wrestle Reunion that weekend because. Uh, well, I think I think at wrestling conventions you have to be hammered. I mean, I'm 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 working there most of the time, and I find myself wanting to be hammered. <laughs> but 
You know, oh no, I wear that. I wear that more than I wear most of my rubber shirts. I wear that to the gym on a weekly basis. I wear. I was wearing it this morning because I just ended up needing a shirt and I threw it on. You know, it's you know, you are a regular fixture in my wardrobe, my friend. Oh yes, that may have to be the markout moment of the week. Excellent, <laughs> Ken. Thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. And we are back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Ken, thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. We definitely appreciate everything that you do. And I think right after this show, I'm going to order another barbershop window shirt. Just to uh, the, the new Cobb County, Georgia. Uh, yeah, the new Bossman shirt is awesome. Yeah. No, I like the the you can't see me one where it's Ray Charles. Dude, I would I could never wear something like that, but it's fucking. I saw that shit. I tweeted to them as soon as they released that. I was like, that is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. That is the worst, best shirt I've ever seen. But uh, let's get on to... Wait, uh, before, before we go on, where could you uh, get all the t-shirts and stuff and he, listen to the podcast? He uh, said it all in the interview. So Oh, that yeah. works out. So, But anyway, barbershopwindow.com. And you can follow Ken at Rhymes with Pen. Uh, let's get on to some sports entertainment talk. And we'll start off with uh, SmackDown. From last week, you had the 700th episode of SmackDown. Really? 700 episodes. Wow. Yeah. Did you not listen? They made mention to it. Yeah, I missed it. Everything, uh, you know, everything on the show was pretty uh, pretty good. So we're going to try to be positive here with uh, all of our talk here. You start off the show with the Fiesta Del Rio, him uh, celebrating his World Heavyweight title, uh, title win, which was uh, then interrupted by... Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Biggie Langston, The Big Show, Sheamus, and those, those fiestas never go good. I, I think we went to the last one. Yeah, uh, with Hornswoggle, February first, February yeah, where he beat, where he beat up Hornswoggle. Oh, yeah, that, at the Nassau Coliseum. Um, but yeah, so in true, all these guys come out, and then in true Teddy Long fashion. You have Booker T come and set up the main event, which was a, a good tag team match with Sheamus and Alberto Dorio defeating Dolph Ziggler and the Big Show via countout. You have the Big Show get upset that he got splashed with water and just leaves. I'm, I'm okay with this just because Big Show, I feel like, especially right before Royal Rumble, he cannot lose. I mean, it's, yeah, it's two weeks before Royal Rumble, but still, he cannot lose. You can't have make... him get, yeah, you can't have him get pinned because that's going to make him look weak yeah. and give Alberto Dorio the upper advantage. So I'm I'm a okay with this count out. Yeah, no, so am I. I like you know, and I like the match itself too. And uh, getting Dolph Ziggler involved, I would like to see maybe after the Royal Rumble, maybe an Alberto Del Rio Dolph Ziggler feud, because I think that would be good. Because then you can use that outside interference of Biggie Langston and Ricardo Rodriguez, which would be good. Maybe get you know a Biggie Langston versus Ricardo Rodriguez on a SmackDown or a Raw, which would I would enjoy a lot. Uh, great match between uh, Antonio Cesaro and Kofi Kingston. With Antonio Cesaro getting the W via the neutralizer. Yeah, um, I like how he caught the Hurricanrana. Yeah. He's he's a beast. We say it every single week. He's, yeah, he's he's probably really powerful. Like to be able uh, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well um what was it? The PWG uh preview for this week when uh Brian Cage caught TJ Perkins into the stalling suplex. No, that was from Mystery Vortex. That was Oh I saw I saw that. Yeah, that was fucking impressive. I, w- I want to see them do a spot like that. Which would be which would be fucking awesome, um, yeah. So good match, but if you know what, like, look where Kofi Kingston was a month ago. You know, they rebuilt him up to be this like the Wildcat and be all nuts, and now he's just kind of losing all the time. To you know what, as we've said so many times on the show, I feel like at times the title scene does become a lot that there's so because there's so many wrestlers. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like it's going to benefit Kofi to drop down to another um, area. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's not like he's not a wrestler that automatically can be built up. I feel like out of all the wrestlers on the roster, he could be built up the fastest to be a main eventer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we said, he should win the Royal Rumble this year. Yeah, but I don't, I don't see that happening. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, Randy Orton and Team Hell No defeated, uh, defeated uh, Wade Barrett and the Road Scholars. But I think the, the, the best part about this was the fact that Randy Orton got caught in the, uh, the middle of a hug. At the end of the match, after uh, Team Hell No is celebrating their win. Do you, all right, what do you think he put up a bigger fight about? Him being caught in that hug or jobbing to somebody? I was going to say, I think he's shitting their bags after. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, probably getting caught in the middle of the hug because he's like, no, 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 no. And the best is Daniel Bryan. He's hugging him. Daniel Bryan's like, yes! You know, going nuts about it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was good. That's funny. Yeah. You have The Miz uh, defeating Primo. Good to see Primo on TV. Um, another unused talent that should be used. Yeah, absolutely. But Miz winning via the figure four leg lock. Um, I like the fact that – and I, I, I spoke about this, and Dave was actually pretty surprised. Um, I read that they, this whole gimmick that they're using with Miz, him using the figure four, four and kind of be pairing with Flair, that it was supposed to be for Dolph Ziggler. But now that Dolph Ziggler has this whole heel storyline, they're, they're putting it with the Miz, which I'm fine with. I like I, it. I couldn't see this going over with Ziggler, though, especially with because I would assume that it would be a face gimmick. Yeah, they want to turn him. They want to turn him face. Yeah, First Ziggler's all, such a good heel. But Ziggler's probably also a very good face. Oh yeah, he, dude, the crowd I mean, loves him. Should, yeah, so he's never been a face before. Ever, I don't no. think. I mean, he he's close to it just because of how over he is with the fans, but that's yeah. it. He's the CM Punk that we spoke about years past. Yeah, okay. I Yeah, where he's like that heel character and everybody loves him. Okay, I can, I, I can see that. Um, this is, you know, this, if you listen to the show a lot, this may surprise you um, that I actually like the females match, Caitlyn defeating Oksana. I thought Are it was a good match. Are you trying to tell me that you did not hit fast forward? No, I actually. Not once. Not once. Congratulations, a, Chris. It wasn't a bad match. I'm turning at all, a page here. I really, I do hate how people shit all over the Divas Division. Well, what what do I say every single week? When we talk about Divas Division. Sarah Del Rey is definitely helping these girls out big time. I feel. I don't know if they put her on the road, maybe to work with these girls in the ring before the event, or you know, these guys, these ladies are all you know Tampa residents where they just go and train with her. But I really do wish like information like that was released. Like I would love to know who's writing these storylines. I would love to know who's training these each person and shit. Yeah. But well, you I know what? I feel I, inside the business. Maybe that we'll never maybe know. for a, a, com- a comfortability factor, if comfortability is a word, that they brought Salad Del Rey to train with these girls because you know it'd be kind of scary having to train with Bill DeMott or Billy Gunn or whoever's the trainer there now. We don't know because we're just three wrestling fans. That I have, thought, uh, actually, you brought that up. So many. Um, one of the actually, I think Sasha Banks wrote on her Twitter great training session with Billy Gunn. So I mean, who knows? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Um, so anyway, okay, continuing on with the good SmackDown, uh, the Shield cut one of their you know we, it, interesting promos from an undisclosed location. Location. I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. Uh, threatening Sheamus, threatening Randy Orton, threatening Ryback. Uh, you know, justifying well tr- in their own sense, justifying why they cut off Mick Foley's uh, Hall of Fame Hall of Fame acceptance, saying that you know there was a lot of broken bones and bruised bodies along the way, and Mick Foley it's had to be odd. taken care of. Seth Rollins was the one saying that, right? Yeah, and it was it's, you know what? It's I was odd that we heard him say that because it was the exact same thing we were hearing 
Dean Ambrose say at WrestleMania weekend on those videos? I was very surprised with how good Seth Rollins was on the microphone. I'm I'm happy that you brought that up because I was about to say I'm happy that he's getting time on the mic. And I feel like the way that they're sharing the mic is working perfectly. Yeah, so when, I, when I spoke to Dave about it, I was like, holy shit, Seth Rollins is turning into CM Punk. Maybe. Maybe. Well, that, that's it. I, that's, liked- I think that's originally who Ring of Honor was trying to uh, him make him into. Yeah. But I like Dean Ambrose, I thought was really solid, too. He's like, there's 256 bones in the body. We only broke one of them. I thought it was, I, that, was, that was powerful for me. I was just like, wow. So now where does Roman Reigns fit in? Just like yelling into the into the camera. Yeah, he's a muscle. He's the right? hype man. Yeah, he's yeah. like what? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uncle Magic. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess we. I guess our uncle. <laughs> I guess our uncle Magic fetish is uh, over and done with, huh? All right, all right. Continuing on with, uh, yeah, that was it. Oh wow, that was it from uh, from SmackDown because we're gonna try to be very po- very positive this week and try to uh, keep uh, the bads. X'd out or the middles kind of X'd out because I've been trying to be very positive. This new this new year, my resolution was try to stay positive. You've been doing a great job at that, may I add? Yeah, I know, right? I've been very positive about things. You know, I'm trying to keep myself very optimistic and trying. Dave, to- what the fuck was your New Year resolution? To shit on you all year long. No, seriously, what was it? To shit on you more. <laughs> okay, because I'm sticking. <laughs> I'm sticking to my New Year's resolution. You don't even like New Year's, so why do you have a resolution? Why not? I actually did something that I'll stick to this year probably. What? What's your resolution? It was to not Google myself as much. Oh, yeah. And, I, and, I, and on this 25th day of January, I could say I have successfully not Googled myself once. Really? Yep. That's uh, the first step. You're, you're climbing the uh, 13 steps there. Or 12? 13? I don't have no idea. Maybe next week I'll start doing DDP yoga. Dude, dude. I'm <laughs> just I, kidding. No. Listen, I will give you the DVDs. We would have to cover that, like as a as a YouTube skit. Would you guys want to see that if you're listening? Would you nope. want to see Brandon go it's through the DDP yoga routine? Hashtag it's not up to them whether or not I'm going to lose weight. Fuck, are you kidding me? Imagine a Brandon like a full workout like outfit like with the mask on <laughs> doing like you know. I would need a, a completely like different mask to work out in because those masks could be brutal. Listen, everybody. I sat at a Red Sox game in the mid of. Uh, in the summer, dead of summer, fucking hot as balls in a mask. Listen, we will. Rock what, what, what should the hash, what should the hashtag be? Get Brandon to do DDP yoga. That's, no, that's, uh, that's too long. Fucking hashtag. Yeah. yeah, it's long. Brandon for DDP yoga. What about what about beats? that works? I like that. Brandon for it, and like the number four yeah, Brandon, is the number four. The number four DDP yoga. B T T G Y R G. I like that. No. no, because it's DDP yoga now. It's not Brandon YRG. Ford, DDP yoga. Yeah. YRG. No, it's, it's, it, he changed it to DDP yoga because now oh, he's – it... What about BTTG DDP? No, nah, fuck that. You don't get to promote your Twitter handle. Yeah, no. Brandon for y, uh, <laughs> DDP yoga. <laughs> Did you not notice my drink is named after my Twitter handle? Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, because – All right, so what do we – so we got to go on to Monday Night Raw. Right. We have to go on to Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about it. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. All right, all right. So, uh, yeah. So Did the, that even originate? Like, I think you accidentally did it one time. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I don't do anything on accidents. So what about that Beat the Clock challenge? Uh, okay. Re- regardless, I think that's the first one for the show. Um, we'll start – we'll, we'll, let's start at the, the beginning start of the show. Start off at the very beginning with the Vicky Guerrero and Paulie Heyman. Yeah, so Vicky Guerrero bans The Rock – 
from uh, entering the arena, but she's also siding with Paul Heyman, which you <laughs> that's funny. See. I'm glad you said entering the arena. Yeah, because I mean, he got through, but then there was security, the San Jose security guards blocking the Rock from uh, coming out. Which then because he, he was literally rock blocking. Yeah, he was rock blocking, but <laughs> the Rock made it. You, you knew the Rock was going to make his way into the arena. He had the one security guard who mentioned. That he had a ticket, but unfortunately he was working that day. Why would that security guard have a ticket if he was on duty? Well, maybe he didn't know he was going to be on duty. Maybe his schedule didn't come out until like the week before. been like, bro, I quit. I'm going to Monday Night Raw. Hey, listen, if he gets to work backstage with The Rock, you saw him. And I was funny because I said, I, I, I sent out a tweet saying, oh man, the security guard's probably marking the fuck out right now. And then somebody like sent it to the security guard. I looked, I'm like, who's this? And, I, and it's the dude. It was the indie worker that I had to play the uh, security guard that week. It was the big Lebowski? Yeah, it was the dude. <laughs> the dude funny. abides, man. But <laughs> so, so The Rock makes his way into the arena. Uh, not after, I mean, after, after CM Punk addresses the universe, WWE Universe saying that he was going to win at the Royal Rumble, The Rock wasn't going to win. You know, he's going to be the WWE champion. Just before we move on from CM Punk promo, are the promos getting a little bit, no, I'm not going to say stale because they are far from stale. Are they getting a little bit, um, I don't know, repetitive, repetitive a little bit? I, think, I don't think so. I think it's just leading up to Royal Rumble. Yeah, you know, it's going to lead up to it, and then afterwards we'll see uh, We'll see where it goes. Okay. I feel like maybe you feel like that because of the, the pipe bomb quote unquote incident was so like it, it fucking completely did a 180 to the wrestling world mm-hmm. I feel like people kind of compare yeah. every promo now to that but, uh, I don't know I, f- I feel like now the promos are getting a little bit like I'm not it's not really ga- uh, gaining my interest all that much mm-hmm. and I'm not because they're not, not talking about dildos that's not to say anything <laughs> bad about CM Punk's promos because they've been great and everything but just it's not really hitting me yeah i you know what i can i can kind of agree with that but i think like we both these guys are so good on the microphone you know we saw the cm punk talk we also we thought then saw the rock speak afterwards cutting off paul Heyman. but we want to see we want to see some altercation like you know raw at the 20th anniversary of raw you, you end the show at cm punk and rock going at it like i think everybody's just like okay enough talking now just let, let's go come on let's fight let's i want to see some blood i'm really i'm really happy that the rock's doing smackdowns too yeah so am i well he apparently is going to be booked until wrestlemania being on uh, tv but uh yeah as i said the rock came out you know he got his ticket into the arena uh after cutting off paul Heyman. but then he was then jumped lights go out and the shields attacks the rock i i, I marked out for this i yeah, i was like oh my god the undertaker's coming out but With, it was the shield when, yeah that's the thing i didn't i feel like I, I said it on the last show but one of the lights go out especially coming up to the royal rumble in wrestlemania you really don't know who's going to going to be coming out yeah but we know when, it's not going to be sad but yeah, you, you're pretty much safe bet. It's not Sabu. But when the lights came back on, the Shield were beating down the rock in the corner. Apparently, I was just like, holy shit. Yeah, apparently he had some internal bleeding. Which yeah, was, yeah, AKA, I saw probably, that. AKA he probably bit his tongue. Yeah, probably. And they're like, I'll play it off. Internal, play it off. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but after this, you know, you know, there's been a lot of talks of think, everybody thinking that CM Punk is aligned with the Shield and he keeps saying that he's not. Uh, Vince McMahon makes the stipulation if the Shield does interfere. In the match at the Royal Rumble, CM Punk will be stripped of the WWE Championship, which is big. 
So you know think, this is going to be. I a think stri- it's, it looks more of somebody else is going to interfere, though. Yeah, yeah. Now, now it kind of maybe there'll be a fourth member of the of the Shield. Well, I mean, we've been seeing a connection to of Paul Heyman with Brad Maddox, not the Shield though, yeah. but Brad Maddox. So maybe Maddox is going to get involved at some point. Or maybe, as I said, maybe there'll be a fourth member of the Shield. Well, I, that's the thing. I don't think he would be a member of the Shield. I think he well, would just be Maddox trying to get over and impress Paul Heyman. Yeah. Well, were, were you saying that Maddox was going to be the fourth, or were you maybe wanting to say someone else? I want to say somebody else. That's just okay. me. I want to cash his cool. own there. <laughs> that's just me being a mark for cash his own. All right. So yeah. So it looks like you know everything's in place for it going forward to the uh, WWE Championship. Uh, Have we seen the Shield wrestle a match at all since no. the TLC pay per view? No. It's, uh, only been, it's only been run-ins. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, you know, the, another match that they're really hyping up, that they did a good job on Monday Night Road to hype up, was the uh, World Heavyweight title in a last-man-standing match at uh, this Sunday at the Royal Rumble, Alberto Dorio on the Big Show. Uh, you saw the Big Show get a, uh, a win over Zack Ryder, which, I mean, we're all upset about Zack Ryder losing. But afterwards, Big Show counting up to five, saying that, you know, Alberto Dorio is not going to be able to stand a 10-count. Alberto Del Rio later that night rebuttals by beating Tensai and counting to 10 in Spanish, which I feel like they're doing a very good job really hyping up Alberto Del Rio, especially being in very Latino-based communities, you know, San Jose, Miami, and everybody was going nuts as he's counting to 10, and then afterwards do everybody doing the C, 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 which I thought was really good. I feel like they're they're really trying hard to build up Del Rio. They're going to. They really are. Absolutely. And I I feel like going to these... These uh, these cities first is going to lay down the line. I think he's going to get a good pop in Phoenix because Phoenix is a uh, you know is right by the uh, Mex- Mexico border. Right, well, and by the time he gets to New York up up here, I'm pretty sure he was already getting cheered up. And- yeah, he, he's no matter where he's go, he's going to get a loud pop in the in some areas. But I still feel like. When he comes to New York, it's still going to be a hot crowd for him. Yeah, like New and York, everybody's going to kind of fall, like Brandon said, is laying the laying the groundwork. I feel like fan wise, it's going to all everybody's going to soon be really cheering for him pretty loud. Yeah, and I think New York is always one of those places that cheer for the heels, and and in this case where Del Rio's now a face, I feel like it's they're cheering for Del Rio. They're not going to cheer for the heel. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. Um, and, okay, yeah, so that they, they're doing a good job of hyping this one up, too. I'm kind of invested in, in into Royal Rumble. Um, you also had another good, which was actually more of like a funny situation, was, hell no, graduating from uh, Dr. Shelby's School of Anger Management, uh, which I thought was funny. And you know what? Listen, to all you people that follow us on Twitter and were like, oh, I'm like, I don't want to hear pomp and circumstance. I only want to hear it for the macho man. Fuck all you. Seriously. Like, I know I'm a wrestling fan. I've been a wrestling fan all of my life. I know that Pomp and Circumstance was a gradu- was a, is a graduation procession. But in but the wrestling universe, it's Macho Man. You're Plus saying keep in, you're- keep in mind on Twitter, all of us have our own opinions. Not saying that this is not an opinion of mine, but all of us do tweet. Yeah. So you got to really start to know who's tweeting what. Well, I mean, well, I, sh- I should have I should have tagged myself in that. No, 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 I'm not it, saying it, that. I'm not saying that you were wrong because I agree with you. Okay, good. Right, it's a completely fine tweet. They should have played vitamin C instead of that. <laughs> yeah, well, they they actually made mention to that on the WWE website. I was looking over the results. Like, cue up the vitamin C. Really? Yeah. 
That's funny. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, but I'm not saying that your tweet was wrong or anything because I 100% agree with it. I'm just saying, giving them a heads up that we all tweet. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, But yeah, interesting. And everybody. Yeah, also talking about tweeting, I have to thank you for tweeting live this week because. Twitter was being a fucking asshole. To hey, me. I was wasn't. I was off on Monday. I got you know a nice big tattoo on my arm, so I had some time to kill. I wasn't working on Monday night, so yeah, yeah. Big you shot. got a tattoo of me, folks. Yeah, I got a big tattoo of Brandon on my forearm. No, I got with my three quarter sleeve the outlining and shading done. Now I have to go back in a month for the, all the color. It's gonna be sick. Back on a sports entertainment talk though, the hell no graduation segment. I thought it was great that everybody was hugging it out, and they're just like calling out people in the crowd. Hey, you three guys over there, hug it out. This guy. Honestly, the- I would have been so fucking pissed if he called me out because I don't want anyone <laughs> touching me. And Dave would have been all over this. I, I yeah, love. I, I, I love the fact. That, I would have pretty much groped Brandon. I love the fact you had the heavy set guy and the guy, the creepy guy with the mullet and mustache, hugging it out. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I uh, I went to my bedroom and hugged my wife. She's like, "What are I, you?" She's like, "What uh-huh. are you doing?" She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm hugging you because every because they want everybody in the world to hug right now." I hugged myself. I will admit that I did. You did give yourself a uh, a nice hug. Um, all right, a so, hug and tug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more. Of the, I don't think. You, can you do both? I don't think so. Yeah, because you're gonna be hugging while you. Tug. No, you can't hug. Well, your hugging hands hugging. Two arms. Well. I mean, not when I hug, but yeah. Um, okay, so continuing on, um, yeah, people are gonna think I'm, I'm, there's something wrong with me or I'm well, no, sick or something. Well, no, because if you just hug with one arm, it's like a chokehold. It's like a sleeper hold. It's like a Nelson. No, it's not a Nelson because a Nelson's the other way. Yeah. Okay. Um, Nelson's on your neck, brother. Nelson's all around. Did you say Nelson's daughter? Yeah. No. Nelson Munz. Um, okay, so you had another <laughs> another good <laughs> divas match. With Caitlyn defeating Alicia Fox. All right. I got to rant a little bit. What the fuck? Why can't they decide what Alicia Fox's personality is going to be in the ring? I don't give a shit if if she's going to do heel versus heel or face versus face. But they got to figure out what she is. I mean, when she's doing a – if she's going to be a face, which she has been for a little bit of time, when she goes against Caitlyn – She's got to still be a face going up against another face. She doesn't have to automatically turn on the crowd and be like, oh, yeah, guys, I don't like you. But I don't think she turns on the crowd like that. She's just playful. Even though I fucking hate her. I'd be playful with her. I mean, I would too, but I don't like her at all. Like She's just not entertaining for me. I I think it was ridiculous on SmackDown. They compared her to – they were saying how she was taking lessons from Booker T or whatever. He kind of like – well, don't don't fucking don't say that shit about me. That's what it kind of they felt like to me. Finisher for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they still it's she to me. She's like one of the sloppiest looking people. Whether it's on purpose now, I don't have any clue. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but can, the can magic. I, I like that the match itself was good. Does. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of Caitlyn. I have been since the first on uh, NXT when she was brought up to replace the person for Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's go back to what Dave mentioned as we started off the talk about Monday Night Raw was the Beat the Clock Challenge. Uh, this week, three competitors, or you could say six competitors, competed to have their spot or pick their spot in this year's Royal Rumble. You had to start off Randy Orton defeating Antonio Cesaro to set the time. Then you have Dolph Ziggler beating The Miz uh 
and beating Randy Orton's time by a minute, and then you have to end it all off Sheamus and both Wade Barrett failing to beat the clock. And I, th- I thought the just because I feel like the last match, Sheamus versus Wade Barrett, the way that they went about it being a no contest, I guess, like a time limit being hit. I thought the way that they went about it was pretty great. How yeah. they had Ziggler, H, and Biggie cause kind of a distraction. I, I liked it too. So um, it wasn't, I guess, Ziggler. Ziggler wanting to pick number thirty and I guess show off at the end of the show. End of it. Vicky Guerrero makes Dolph Ziggler one of the first entrances in the Royal Rumble. So Dolph Ziggler is going to come out either number one or number two in this year's Royal Rumble. Not I think it, I, well, before I say that, I think it's just really weird how. Uh, Vicky Guerrero, would you say she's heel or face? She's heel. Or, uh, or, she, or I, middle. She's heel. kind of she's kind of more of a fa- uh, yeah, she's a middle right now. Especially with because, the Do- with the Dolph Ziggler angle, she's more of a face. Because like we've seen very much heel stuff towards her, but I I kind of feel like they're turning her to be neutral. I think so too. Yeah, but what what I what David was going to say about my thoughts of the Royal Rumble were was that Dolph Ziggler's going to come out as number 2 and he's going to go on and Leave last. He's going to win. But why? It. But why is he going to be a number two? I feel like he's not going to do number one because they don't want to mention Chris Benoit. Because if obviously if you come out one, and well they can win mention it, Rey Mysterio. What they can mention Rey Mysterio. Yeah, but if you, but how many have come out and won as number one? I actually had this pulled up. Hold on. I think it was, I think it was Rey Mysterio. I mean. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, Rey Mysterio, Shawn Michaels, and Chris Benoit. Chris no? Benoit and Rey Mysterio came in number two. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, so just Chris Benoit and Shawn Michaels? Yeah, Chris Benoit and Shawn Michaels. Uh, Ric Flair came in number three. Vince McMahon came in number two. Yeah, so it's like, do we want to have him win as number one? Yes, we can be like, yes, he's the showstopper, he's Shawn Michaels, he's going on to be the real Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah. Exactly, They. I feel like they could just completely skip Chris Benoit, which we have seen them do. Oh, by the way, Steve Austin won three Royal Rumbles, Hulk Hogan and uh, yeah. Shawn Michaels, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Back to back. They were all back to back, except for Austin's third win. And, yeah, I'm, I'm looking, oh, wow, these are so cool. Longest time spent in cumulative Royal Rumbles. Triple H has three hours, 51 minutes. Wait, what? Oh, oh. And cumulative. Like, I'm sorry, cumulative Royal Rumbles. Yeah, okay. it was like a three-hour Royal Rumble. So, like, yeah, so we have Dolph Ziggler, I guess, either one or two going into the Royal Rumble. And, uh, then you end off the show with a uh, – well, I wanted to put this in the middle just because the John Cena promo before the whole locker room ex- exited and had a huge Royal Rumble to end off the show. Just, I didn't like the Cena promo at all. I thought it was like he was trying to be overly funny, but it didn't well, that's work. How I, I feel like always, I feel like that's how he goes about his promos at times when he wants to get over with the IWC or get over with like the more mature fans like us. I don't He'll know, joke me- a lot more. To me, it sounded like he was just making fun of fans. Yeah, he'll, Brandon, he'll like joke a lot more. He'll talk about know. stereotypes and shit. And like, Brandon didn't appreciate fuck? that. Why can't big people go out and have fun? Yeah, I like the one girl who had her hat over her eyes. She's like, oh yeah, I definitely got drunk. She was, that was definitely a true stereotype. She was definitely one of those wine and drinkers at home. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with drinking wine at home, brother. No, there's not. But it's when good for you. Glass of, a glass of red wine a day is supposed to be healthy for you. Yeah, but this promo led to a huge brawl that I was a big fan of. So right, and you still had, like the random people coming out. Like we got to see the, the TV return, you could say, of Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, like I don't think a lot of those guys are going to be in the Rumble this year. No, but I apparently- uh, I was actually surprised that the order it was like Sheamus, Prime Time Players, Orton, Miz. 
that was the first few guys that came out. I was surprised that primetime players came out right after Sheamus and before Orton. Just yeah. because of who they are, I feel like it gave, gave kind of that Royal Rumble vibe where you really don't know the when somebody's going to come out. Come out. And the and only people. the only two people that I noticed were not out there that would be in this year's Royal Rumble: Zack Ryder, mm-hmm. who I of course got knocked out by the Big Show. Yeah, but uh, could have came to by them. Who knows? And Dolph Ziggler wasn't out there. Which makes me believe Dolph Ziggler's going to win it, which makes me believe he's going to go on to challenge Zack Ryder for the Internet Championship at WrestleMania 29. No? Mark. Hashtag Mark Dreams. <laughs> Hashtag Mark Dreams. So, yeah, that was uh, that was your Monday Night Raw for this week. And we'll see uh, Sunday at the Royal Rumble what uh, transpires. But, but before we get on to predictions... Um, we have to talk about something we wanted to talk about last week, NXT. Uh, this week on NXT, it was announced by Shawn Michaels that there will be an NXT Tag Team Tournament to crown the first NXT Tag Team Champions. So you had two first round uh, round matches. You had the Wyatt family, uh, consisting of Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, defeating the team of Percy Watson and Yoshitatsu. I thought it was fucking phenomenal after their match how Bray Wyatt's just sitting there rocking in his chair. Clapping. I, yeah, they, they bring out a little rocking chair for him to sit in. And I, I honestly, I think that Luke Harper and uh, Rowan are a great tag team, and they are a force to be reckoned with. Oh, I totally agree. You I, do not, I like I them. I mean, the guys, there's, there is, um, what is it, Brody, Brody Lee. Brody Lee is six foot six, and then Rowan is uh, six foot eight. Yeah. How much do they bench, Dave? Like two two thirty, maybe one fifty. Um, the one thing I I didn't like Eric Eric Rowan's like choice of attire. Like Brody Lee's, I liked. I just think like the Trash Man outfit I think mean, would work for somebody else. I don't know, but that's just me. But no, I was impressed by their their tag team skills. I think the the match itself looked a little sloppy, but I think that also caters to the style of you know the Wyatt family. Uh, the second match that you had, you had Oliver Gray and Adrian Neville. Uh, also known as Pac on the Indies, and I like the fact that they called him the man that gravity forgot. I I, I actually wrote that down in my notes. Man, that gravity forgot I how they brought how they mentioned that. Uh, beat uh, the team at three MB of uh, Heath Slater and Drew McIntyre. I like this team a lot. Oliver Gray and Adrian Neville and Adrian Neville. I like how it's a UK based team too. I know. I love it, and and I like the fact that it you know it, um, Oliver Gray really has that like. Catches cast cam style like British wrestling to him, and then you have Adrian Neville. I can want to just call him Pac, and then you have Pac who has like the high flying skills. I fucking went nuts when he did those two fucking front flips in a row. Oh, and uh, the the fans love it too. Yeah, and like even the announcers when he did the uh, that corkscrew shooting star press, they went fucking nuts. I, I it's, like- it's funny. It's funny when Dave, Dave and I was like we were looking that up with the corkscrew shooting star press to see what it was actually called. And I had noticed WWE.com did call it a corkscrew shooting star press, but to me it just looks like a reverse corkscrew because, I mean, that's what it, it really is to me, I think. But yeah, he either way, it's star, phenomenal. Though. Right, but that they do a shooting star press if it's the other way, I think. It's just a. a I don't know. It's, it's I, the I, I like the fact how it. after he hit that, there was a ton of that. Is, that was awesome chance for and the I, entire match. And he got that like RVD like spring off the off the at the end of it where he like flew up and then w- went for the pin. 
I thought that was great. I want to see this team go to the finals. That's just me. But what I don't kind of like about this tournament so far is that the NXT rookies, or not NXT rookies, the NXT actual NXT wrestlers have been put up against wrestlers on the main roster. And I don't see a wrestler on the main roster winning the tag team championships. Well, that's the thing. I disagree because I definitely see – I could see a team like Three Man Band or some of that winning the tag team championship. I, can I mean, you. yeah, they just got eliminated. But I, I could definitely see them doing something like that just to switch it up a little bit. And especially because these wrestlers – are appearing on a lot of the NXT shows. Yeah, I, and you know, I could, I, I can see it. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about this. We'll kind of keep you posted about what's going on um, with this NXT title tournament and continue, you know, the next couple of weeks because I'm, I'm thinking there'll probably be about eight teams. So you have, you know, you have about four weeks of uh, tag team tournaments. Then you do, you probably have a good like eight weeks of uh, programming on this tag team tournament. Yeah, they they actually they have yeah they did have eight teams. So we'll uh, you know cool. it's like a it's like a king of the ring tournament for the tag team championships. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty stoked about that. But uh, let's get it's prediction time, ladies and gentlemen. The WWE Royal Rumble hailing from Phoenix, Arizona. And before we start predictions, it's Arizona fun fact time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's look. I got a whole list here. The battleship USS Arizona was named in honor of the state. It was commissioned in 1913 and launched in 1915 from the Brooklyn Navy Yard. I did not know that. I know. I've got a whole list of shit right here. It's amazing. But let's get on to prediction time. We'll start off the YouTube pre-show. The United States Championship will be on the line. Why? Why? Why not? Why shouldn't it be on the show? Are you saying that? No. Why? Sh- why is it on the pre-show? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The well, pre-show. The pre-show. This, sh- what? This is the second or third time that Cesaro is being placed on the pre-show and not the actual card. Well, he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, right. but still, I mean, you could have him do-, do double duty with the title defense and uh, the Royal Rumble match. We've seen ton of wrestlers have a match on the card and then uh, go into the Royal Rumble match. Yeah, but you're going to have, as we said, Antonio Cesaro defending the championship against The Miz. We've seen this feud kind of evolve in you know on Raw's main events. They've really done a really good job with making doing this feud. Um, But I'm still thinking Antonio Cesaro is going to win. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it, Cesaro. I agree. Cesaro's going to come out as victor. Cesaro. All right. The WWE Championship will be on the line when Team Hell No defends against the Road Scholars. I guess you can call them their arch rivals so far. Um, I see the Road Scholars going over. As do I. Wow, this is going to be weird, but I do too. I think that everything with Team Hell No is kind of coming full circle a little bit. Yeah. And so, yeah. I know. I, ho- I really do hope after uh, they eventually lose their championships that they don't break them up because they're they're gold yeah but uh i think they should bring i think they should really get the usos going that's just me like after that match or main event this week we i know we didn't talk about it because we were kind of a little pressed for time this week but i you know i like the usos a lot yeah to right now i just feel like this is where it starts road scholars uh march to wrestlemania where on and off team hell no 
Yep, I agree. Yep, absolutely. The uh, World Heavyweight Championship will be contested in a last man standing match. Alberto Del Rio will be defending his newly won title against the Big Show. Uh, why don't you guys take it? Because I took the other I'm going to go with Del Rio. I think he's going to successfully defend it. And I feel like Big Show is going to help put uh, Del Rio in that spotlight. All right, sweet. Brandon? I also I feel Del Rio, too. Are we going to go all for all? Yeah, we're going to go. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like it's weird, though, that they're doing another last man standing match. So do though. I. I think it should be like some sort of other gimmick, but they used the chair match but, two months ago. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel like they should switch it up. Or you know what? I don't know how creative WWE creative is, but create a full-blown new matchup for them to face each other in. Yeah. That's impossible, though. Like, what could you have? They, they, there's so many matches that you could end up creating for them to participate in and then put Create that a as, match right now. Let's hear it. Let's see. I don't know. I'm going to take too much time to think about it. Yeah. So next match. Yeah, so Dave can think about it for a week and tell us next week on the show. Uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, the WWE Championship will be defended when CM Punk faces off against The Rock. This could be one that we can kind of be split down the middle. I was I – was, I was, talking to a buddy of mine yesterday and he's just like yo he's like who's like punk's gonna go over i'm like as much as i would like to see punk go over i think the rock's gonna go over the but- rock is going to win but brad maddox is gonna get cm punk so you that- think the rock is gonna win Via DQ. Okay, but still, The Rock is going to win. Regardless, yes. that's and three. CM Punk, cm punk is walking out of the royal rumble champion the rock is gonna win though has to that my mind no doubts about that all right dave you know, if you asked me this a few months ago, I would have 100% went with CM Punk defeating The Rock and going to WrestleMania as champion. Now, it's so tough to call. I'm actually going to go with The Rock. Okay. Winning uh, the championship? Just No, just uh, winning the match. Let's winning just go, the match. Let's just go winning the match. Yeah, winning um, the match. Because, you know, you can throw out so many different scenarios here. Uh, I'm going to go uh, knees to faces. I'm going to go CM Punk. So, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We have – and then the last but not least, the 30-man Royal Rumble match. We know that Dolph Ziggler is going to be entered either one or two. And for this, we're going to go interesting. Uh, we're going to give our predictions of who's going to win and who we will think the final four are going to be. Um, Brandon, you start this one off because I think you, you have a better – I think you'll be kind of better with this. Well, I know, I know exactly who's going to win it, which will be in my heart, my mind at least. I said heart. That's weird. It's Dolph Ziggler, I think. And final four. I mean, I could see Sheamus being in there for the fact that he was the one that won it last year. They were kind of building him up as that. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there was a bunch of years off where the Royal Rumble winner did not go on to WrestleMania to and win. I, the, hate, I hated that win the championship and Sheamus actually was the first one after the last one that that won the Royal Rumble that went on I think was Undertaker Um, so that was that was years ago let's see Albert no Alberto oh yeah Alberto Del Rio didn't win Edge won no he didn't win oh yeah Edge didn't win Randy Orton no John Cena yes no yeah he did what did he he defeat he defeated Big Show and Edge in that triple threat match well when did the Undertaker go Undertaker went 2007, and that was to read that was WrestleMania 23, and he beat Batista. The next year, John Cena remember he came back from like that uh, like that neck surgery, and then he he did like the double fu. Then he had Randy Orton. I, okay, okay, we're getting off this. Okay, so who is the, so you have Sheamus, Dolph Ziggler. 
I don't know. I can't. I don't know who else. I don't know. All right. Do you want us to give you a minute? Pick, asshole. Well, who the fuck do you have? I don't fucking know. Me? Anyone. I will say Ziggler will be in the uh, final four. I'm going to say Ryback. I was going to say Ryback as well, actually. But I don't know. Because the whole thing is, is I don't want to see. I really do want to see the Shield eliminate. Ryback, Sheamus, and Randy Orton mm-hmm. like a different I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to say Ryback's winning the uh, Royal Rumble. So I have Ziggler. I, I really hope not. I have I Ziggler. Re- I have Ryback. I'm going to say Randy Orton. And I'm going to say Cena. It's a good, uh, good final four, I think. We could see The Undertaker come back. You never know. We could see Brock Lesnar come in there. Who knows? Who knows? Dave, uh, it's up to you now because Dave's uh, brain is still undecided. I am going to go with Ziggler. Ziggler winning the Royal Rumble? To win? I'm going back and forth. Like, this is such a marked thought or whatnot. But I think it would be cool if Undertaker won. Like, if, if he's in the – if we're down to the final four and whatnot, lights go out. The the countdown's done. Lights go out. Lights go back on. Undertaker's in the middle of the ring. Everybody's all in shock. What the fuck? I would definitely and, mark the fuck out. And he eliminates everybody. So, you know what? I'm going to – just to switch it up because I, I, even though I feel like Ziggler is going to win it, I'm going to go with Undertaker. Okay. And your final four is going to be Ziggler, Undertaker? Um, sh- Randy Orton and Ryback. Damn, man. You're putting fucking Ryback and shit. I think he's going to have the most eliminations this year. I think he's going to beat Kane's record. I – because hmm. if they don't have him win it, they got to make him some sort of dominance. In I, I don't think that he's going to break Kane's record, but I do think that he's going to eliminate Kane, Brodus Clay, yeah. like these big guys. Yeah. Do you, does anyone else think? Do you guys think that the Shield will get involved and not be yes. in the Royal Rumble? Absolutely. Yes, I don't think I don't think they're actually going to be entries. I think that they're going to come sporadically throughout the Royal Rumble and eliminate who they think. I mean, hell. Right at the end, we can find out who's in charge of the shield or who's the newest member of the shield, and have that's uh, why. That's yeah. That's exactly why I didn't want to say have Randy Orton, Sheamus, and Ziggler and Ryback be the final four because then I because that I could see all four of them being the final four, but I don't want to see that happen because I want to see the shield come in and eliminate the three, and then it'll lead to looking like Dolph Ziggler's the lead of the shield, and I don't want to see that. So I don't want to say like the shield will definitely have a some sort of a way to eliminate Ryback, Orton, and Sheamus. So because if if they're two in at the same time, I. I don't. I don't know. All right, Brandon. Regardless, that's four, and and all of them have been from me today. This. I'm just gonna say all three, all four of those. What? Sheamus, Dolph Sheamus, Ziggler, Orton, and Ryback. I don't. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, writing this down. All right, so it should be interesting. Chris, Uh, what about yours? I already said mine. I said Ryback's gonna win. My final four is gonna be Ziggler, Ryback, Randy Orton, and Cena. Do you guys see any NXT guys in this year's Rumble? No. Nope. It's a joke. No. Oh, well, funny. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll see what happens Sunday live on pay-per-view. You can definitely find us live tweeting because I know we'll all be watching it and marking the fuck out when The Undertaker comes in. Uh, but anyway, let's get to Shameless Plugs. Shameless Plugs. Yes, that is correct. It's time for Shameless Plugs. Go follow at WWE Dutch Bill Carr. Well, not together, but his Twitter handle is WWE Dutch. And Smith James, Big Game Smith James, at Big Game James 12. 
both of them we saw in action at NYWC. And they, yeah, for those that don't know, Smith Games had a WWE tryout in October. Bill Carr was under FCW, was with FCW for a while last year. Very huge guys and impressive. very talented. Very impressive. Smith James and uh, Bill Carr, definitely one of the a best tag, fucking tag teams. Tag teams I've to seen. watch. They got on. The, they got on the mic at NYWC and we were just cursing up a storm, and which was very surprising because having children in the audience and in the crowd. And they're just on saying fuck this, fuck that, blah blah blah. This is the tag. This is uh, every tag teams are now so small, and where it's supposed to be the big guys on campus. Okay, second shameless plug goes to Dragon Gate USA. They're having two event, three events this weekend, but one's already to uh, one already passed, so I'm not going to speak about that one. But on the 26th, they got Revolt in Huntington Park, California. You'll see for open the Freedom Gate title no rope match Johnny Gargano versus John Davis. That's going to be weird. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, you could order. You could. They're going to have a shit ton of matches. Akira's Tozawa versus Sammy Callahan, and then they're also on the 27th. They got um, Dragon Gate USA Heat in the same place, Huntington Park, California. Young Bucks versus Ar Fox and Akira's Tozawa, and you'll see Dalso versus Ryu uh, Ryu Saido. It's both these matches look uh, events look sick. Go order them at wwnlive.com. And let me take a breath. <sighs> gold okay. dust? Get out of here. What the fuck was that? Sorry, dude, pulling a gold dust. All right, Just- Jake Roberts apparently has to go through uh, some shoulder surgery, and he's trying to raise money to help support the cost of the hospital bill, rehab, surgery, everything. You could go, the end date for collecting money is on February 23rd. You could donate money at indiegogo.com slash Jake the Snake. He's trying to reach $8,500, and for every donation, you get a certain kind of like um, – what is that called? Uh, Kickstarter? Yeah, kind of like a Kickstarter where if you – depending on what you donate, you get something in return, whether it be a autograph. But if you donate the most, you could actually have a day where you hang out with DDP and Jake the Snake and see what his actually – what he's going through. Which is so a brand. That's $1,000 for that. So Yeah, it was $1,000 for that. I mean he was always one of my favorites growing up, so – Go support the cause. Why don't you toss him twenty five bucks for an autograph? Yeah, because yeah, it's not worth twenty five dollars. Wow, your favorite's trying to make a comeback as a wrestler right now, and you don't want to support him. He's not going to make it as a wrestler. Yeah, I mean, wow. he'll, he'll have a good indie run, but he's not going to. Brandon, why don't you go don- donate some money? Uh, I already did. No, you didn't. Bullshit. No, yeah, he donated a thousand dollars already. Yeah, so he's going to. Yeah, I want to get DDP. No, he donated two thousand, so this way he could actually have a sleepover. Yeah. No, no, I think. I think that one thousand dollars covers two days with them. Word. All right. Cool beans. Not sure. All right, Dave. Good shameless plugs. Way to uh, support the cause. And let's get into Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week this week in spirit of the Royal Rumble was maybe one of my personal favorite Royal Rumbles was Royal Rumble 1994. Uh, if you're familiar with this one, Lex Luger and Bret the Hitman Hart both won the Royal Rumble. So I was pretty pumped about this one. Uh, you, It will be on the Facebook page on Thursday. I remember how confused I was as a kid when I watched this. Like I was freaking out. Like I wanted Bret Hart to win. And then that happened, and I was just like, "What? The, what's what's happening? What's happening?" I know, unimpressionable youth. And right? like you, and like I'm like looking at the as they're doing the replays over and over, and like I'm like just staring at the TV trying to see whose foot hit first. 
Yeah. It, it's it's so funny because if I feel I think like if Twitter was around, I think it was 2005. Then with Batista and John Cena, when that kind of happened, I don't know. If, I still don't know whether or not that was supposed to happen. But I feel like if Twitter was around for that, mm-hmm. Lex Luger and Bret Hart would have been trending from that. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you on that one. All righty, yeah. So match of the week, yeah. Matt, see, two weeks in a row, good matches. But uh, Brandon, uh, who do, would you like to shout out this week? To start this off, I will be giving my very first anti-shout-out ever, and that will be going to the people who use the word swag. You don't have swag if you say you have it. Simple as that. Number two, I haven't had this in months, and hopefully by giving this shout-out to Carvel... I will get some soon. I do not want to wait until my birthday in May. So, and number three, last one is, uh, it's kind of a sad one, but uh, WWE 14 gets this one. Uh, Who knows if it'll come out? Who knows who will make it? THQ is no longer a company and 2K Sports bought them out. So either way, Make it happen. Keep it the same controls. I can't relearn new ones. Make it bigger, better, and better. I think they should keep the same like creative team on there, just because it's such a it's a wily created, uh, wily loved video game series. Like to me, like you have no clue if they're gonna start from scratch or whatever. Who knows? Yeah, I just hope that they don't backtrack. Yeah, that's another thing. Like they like. Career mode can be better, but create a wrestler can be, like, less than what we have now. That's the thing. Like, if there's a WWE game to skip buying and rent first, it may actually be this one. Yeah, I buy every game regardless of how good it is. WrestleMania 21 for Xbox, I still want my fucking money back for that shit. I had to send that in because it was Glitch Central and they sent me back a copy that was glitched still. And I still, they fucking, they they just like, oh, nope, sorry, we can't do anything. Fucking horse shit. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Before we end this show, did you guys fucking happen to see on Twitter this uh, past yesterday, which was Thursday, that IHOP challenged me to an all-you-can-eat fucking pancake challenge? I know, I did. I saw that. You're not going to do it, you puss. No, I think they're bluffing. Are you fucking kidding me? Do it. Call them out on it. Yeah, call them out. Do it. Come on. And then while, while, while you do that, let's get into it. It's our... Mark out moment of the week, and Dave marked the fuck out on Monday. Why'd you mark out, Dave? Um, because Bob Backlund is going to get into the fucking Hall of Fame class of 2013. Yeah. Well-deserving, Dave. We Well-deserving. Have- he was amazing with the cross-face chicken ring, coming out with no no theme song at all because he didn't need, need a fucking theme song. His feud with Bret Hart. Him passing the torch to Diesel at Madison Square Garden where he got jackknifed in, like, what was it, eight seconds? Yeah. Well worth it. Yeah. Hell no, yeah. I'm go happy. follow him, but he doesn't have a Twitter, so if you see him on the street. <laughs> Just go follow him. Yeah, if, if you follow him if around he, on the street. Exactly. He doesn't have young. a Twitter, so if you see him on the street, just walk behind him and be like, yo, I'm following you. I, I think it's 
very well deserved, and I'm happy that he's going to be inducted at Madison Square Garden, a place that he's most famous, famously known for competing at week after week or month after month, whatever it was, having these long, hour-long matches and shit. Fucking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Right, rightfully so. So, uh, yeah, good mark out moment of the week. Good show this week, I have to admit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Very positive show this week. Thank you again to Ken from Barbershop Window for being on the show. We can't thank him enough. Next week on the show, we will give the wrap-up for the Royal Rumble. We'll start the road to WrestleMania this Sunday. And oh, we- wait. Next week? Is that our two-year anniversary? Yep, and we're not going to do anything for it, just like WWE did nothing for their 20th anniversary. <laughs> So yeah, Mark and Out's been around for two years next year. Because it's not week- really a two-year anniversary. I mean, it's more of a two years we've been around. Yeah. It's our birthday. It's a two-year... We we did enough for the 100th episode, you know, whatever. Yeah, so, we're not giving you guys anything extra. Yeah, so the fallout from uh, <laughs> Royal, Royal Rumble, we're going to talk about National Pro Wrestling Day because I'm going to be down there for it, uh, and we'll just talk about a bunch of stuff. So, uh, PWS and blow. Yeah, PWS, a little blow, you know, we'll, we'll make it a party. Uh, so until then, you can listen to this on MarkingOut.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut. For any inquiries, musical interludes, you can email us at at markingout1 at gmail.com. But until then, for myself, Dave, and Brandon, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. And we will see you next week on the podcast. It's not a party without any blow. Bob Backlund.